What's poppin', everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in once again to the wettest podcast in the motherfucking world. <laughs> this is Queen Wet Wet. And this is Silencio, and you're listening to Hello Viku Podcast. And now it's time for Moaning Motivation. <laughs> Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for stars, to change the world. And yes, you guessed it, it is time for Tweet Out Loud, where Silencio and I read tweets from our Polly Tweeters. Out loud, of course. Can this fine ass hurry up out of the store so I can go in? I look like the homeless bird lady from Home Alone 2. Ugh. Yes. Yes, your profile does prove that you do look like her. <laughs> if you bring Yuke around me and I ask you to play and all you know is Honey Baby, I'm going to break your Yuke in half then stab you in the kidney with one of the shards. The only way to stay warm in this cold weather is to dry hump my neighbor's boyfriend for hours. Or turn on the heater, but that's so basic. You know what? You look like a basic bitch. So just turn on the fucking heater and stop being a homewrecker, you slut. I used to go over my white neighbor's house to play with her kids, but really, I just went there to steal candy from her big-ass candy drawer. I mean, who didn't steal as a kid? Nope, just me? Okay. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, guys. I want to introduce a very special, special guest to our podcast who's going to be helping co-host. Um, and this is Monte Cristo. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going today? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is the third time Monty has joined our this podcast intro time. playing some fucking music, okay? I need, I need my intro music. I can't be just, you know... It's boring to just be like, "Hi, everyone, it's me." <laughs> just, just a little, uh, just a little, Monty. I think the mic's too close to you because we can hella hear you breathing. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was the tone you guys wanted. That was like after hours thing. So I was like, "Hello." 
I was about to say, why does your voice sound so sultry? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Monty. We were hoping you were going to give us some Eartha Kid. Mm. Oh, I want to smile. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Marco. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're eating too much. <laughs> oh, I'm with Seafan Silencio. <laughs> First of all, y'all got me cutting up on here already. I don't want people knowing I be like thinking I do that on like my free time. <laughs> um, yes, you do. <laughs> y'all don't know Monte Cristo. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, Monty, we're so happy to finally have you on our podcast. I know. I was feeling a little neglected for a little bit. I was like, oh, oh wow. Um, y'all yeah, I, yeah, oh, I actually yeah. heard you were um, protesting our podcast. I yeah, heard you were boycotting us. No, uh, no repost, no re nothing. I said, no, <gasps> oh. He was boycotting us because he was like, Okay, so mm-hmm. they were supposed to have me on, but did nobody hear me yet? You feel me? <laughs> and I just kind of like, I don't really, I don't really, you know, I'm trying to keep my language cool. Don't get me cussing on here. It's hella early in the morning. <laughs> okay, and don't then I just said, bitch, motherfucker, bitch. Motherfucker, bitch. <laughs> hey, dude. Nah, how are y'all? Y'all good? We are good. Thank you so First much. First of all, congratulations. This podcast is the funniest thing on the <laughs> worldwide web <laughs> i wanted to ask you do you listen to other podcasts or are we the first ones or first podcast that you've listened to um i juggle y'all between y'all and azalea banks's cheapy oh. yeah it's i mean you're, you're both hilarious but i, I, I didn't mean, know she had a, a yeah it's actually pretty good yeah, I mean, yeah that one right I there she got a, yeah she's dope but you guys are like more y'all hilarious like y'all literally get me out my seat every time <laughs> I'm dead. Thank you. I'm glad that well, you- that means a lot coming from um, probably one of the most funniest people me and any know. And it's oh, funny because you know when you first take a first glance at your your social media when when you look at your Instagram, you know usually you you, you can't even detect that you're you're funny. <laughs> like there's nothing. Right. There's no remnants of any comedy on your. I mean, sometimes <laughs> unless somebody's like literally uh you know looking at your story from time to time. Um, but even then, like, you know, most of the time it's just like straight up. It's, it's really artsy, you know, it has a really good artsy feel to it. Which is really weird because I feel like like my early, you know, kind of days on social media and stuff. I was definitely like, you know, I kind of felt. Yeah. Well, I felt like it was like a little bit more like, I don't know, like I just felt. Earlier in social media, I was definitely on there wilding out, mm, being crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I think oh, as, no. yeah, I don't know how, where it started, but I just kind of <laughs> thought, you know what? Let me just keep these things to myself because I don't want people to associate. Well, I think, I think for, especially for what you do, Monty. Yeah, yeah. Um, for what you do, it, you have to be professional. And, mm-hmm. like, you have people who are going to pay you for certain things. And, like, you know, you kind of have to have a certain aesthetic. And, it, yeah, you know, for and a long time, I didn't understand that at all. It wasn't right. until I actually lived with you in L.A. And you taught me professionalism. And oh, just, like, gosh. Everything. That's when I started to... <laughs> no, that, to be honest, that's when, I really, that's when I really learned that, you know, your page is the way it is because... Yeah, I mean, and I just don't want to give it all away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the power factor about meeting somebody is like learning right. something new about them. So, like, if 
you know what I'm saying? I throw it all up on social media. It's like people feel like they already know me. And it's like, yeah, I don't want you to get that side because then, yeah. you know, right. it's like you feel comfortable. And it's kind of like I don't ever want to just like give it all away, you know? Yeah, because then when people do meet you, they're like, oh, they're my surprised. gosh, they don't want to leave you. It's a surprise factor. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. They're like, oh, yeah. oh I love God. that. I hope so. Okay, if I meet yeah. somebody and they're like, mm mm. No. <laughs> okay, how have they met you? They said, he won't shut up. <laughs> how have they meet you and they're scrolling on your Instagram while they're meeting you and they're like, mm, this is not no. the person that I they, they hella meet me and I just talk about myself the whole time. <laughs> and then, while I'm, look, while I'm showing them my social media. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, one of my early memories about about you were you know just the comedy factor but definitely when you look at the stories though if you follow can you announce your your um your instagram real quick just so people know yeah it's it's just i am monte cristo so it's i am m-o-n-t-e-c-h-r-i-s-t-o and it's just i am monte cristo on everything twitter mm. um oh really instagram oh gosh yeah i'm on twitter y'all so oh, hey <laughs> yeah. i did not know that mm-hmm. it's not too wild though it's very it's very, very chill yeah it's very relaxed i don't know like i it's so crazy for me to like really share my opinion online because i feel like it's in this kind of defeats the purpose i don't know same mm-hmm. it's same. just kind of like i feel like sometimes when you put things out there it's like that's my opinion right and i really don't care if you agree with it or not it's just yeah, my opinion yeah. so once you put it mm-hmm. yeah and like the crazy thing is once you put it in text it almost just kind of opens a floodgate for other people mm-hmm. to comment and it's like i kind of don't really want to converse you don't about wanna, it yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. i I'd, I'd rather just put like oh have a good day love right. this song right. love this mm-hmm. video right Aaliyah pictures, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, right. definitely understandable. Um, I like I said when I look at your stories, it's there's some really funny like videos that I remember watching <laughs> on there, especially especially that one. Was it that that lady? She's a Palangi or something. She said something in Tongan. Yeah. She was cussing in Tongan. Yeah, I mean, trust me. Whenever I can get in a a quick kiki, I definitely will. Like if I can, you know. If it's organic and it's natural, you'll, right. you'll watch my story and see something. Speaking of Monty teaches, Monty teaches Monty teaches everybody in LA tongue and cuss words. Yeah, and I laugh at hell fucking all the time when somebody says it just randomly. Because it's random. You never know when it's coming. And it's from different it people. So it's funny. not from the right. same people. It'd be so funny, like, when I was living with him in L.A. and I would meet someone, they'd be like, hi, my daughter. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yo. Speaking of know, Instagram, it's... I wanted to get Monty's input on this, too. Um, Chiefy recently had a viral video. Oh, a gosh. video that went viral. <laughs> Yo, I, like, literally have to think back, and I'm like, is this really like my little sibling that like I knew like from child? You know what I'm saying? Like, right? This is, and this is huge. Like, and it, it actually makes me kind of sad because I like I don't want to share my sibling with you guys. Like, yeah, going back to that that video, I was just you know usually because Chief has consistently sent out these videos to us before the public even knew about you know yeah about you know chiefy going on to different uh dudes <laughs> lives and commenting yeah. whatever the fuck chiefy wants to comment on the on the live video chiefy would always send her videos to us of screenshots of like in recordings of her doing that and we would all fucking laugh and i don't know I, you, you yeah. sent it to me but i know you sent it to other people and we would all fucking die but this is the first right. one that went so this is not the first time. <laughs> is basically no, what I'm trying to say. Is, 
This is like the billion times. So. <laughs> but this is the most recent. This is the most recent. And this is the this is the most viral. recent. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't okay, think so... you posted up other ones, did you? You never posted. No, I've never. I've never. That's posted because about... I think it's because like I never this got a is... reaction from anyone. Because what? like I yes, like listen, like I, this is how I find all these like guys on on Instagram. Like because I follow a lot of guys from Australia and New Zealand. The polys. The poly guys out there, I don't know what is in the water, but they just <laughs> look so much more delicious than the ones here. So I follow a lot of them. And then I'll find one from someone's page, go to that page, find another one. And I honestly did not even know I was following this guy. Um, I just remember I seen the lives and I was looking at the lives. I go on everyone's live, by the way. So I went on his live. And he, it looked like he was at a dorm. I thought he was a college kid. I thought he was already in his 20s like me. And so that's what I had made that comment. I had actually, I, I had commented something else before. And I was like, mm, let me lick your eyeballs. <laughs> okay, you're sick. <laughs> and he didn't, so he didn't catch that at all. But the people in the comments caught it. And they were laughing or whatever. And they're like, ew, eyeballs, what the fuck? Da, da, da. So then he he had started a whole nother You're like, life. first of all, eyeballs are good. <laughs> <laughs> eyeballs are salty. You've never I tasted an eyeball, so. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, so then he started another live. And then I hopped back on that other live. And every time I go on the live, I record and then I comment. Because I'd be commenting some stupid ass shit. But <laughs> nobody ever will catch it. So when I had commented, what are you eating? It's making me wet wet. Like this this guy, he like caught it and the reaction was hilarious. There was more to the video. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, and his so I reaction I think is I really what sent me. I honestly did not expect it to go as, as viral as it did within the, the but, poly But you have to think, there is a lot of factors that played into this. Mm-hmm. A, he's not from the U.S., mm-hmm. so he the right. humor is already, there's a disconnect there. Right. Mm-hmm. The accent, the fact that he was literally chomping on whatever, it looked like some cereal or yeah. something. I don't know what the hell he was eating. But it literally was just like, when his eyebrow went up and then the facial expression changed. And then he, he said, shoved some more what? in his mouth when he <laughs> read it. And proceeded to chew. Yeah. And then he said, Wait, wait. <laughs> like, first of all, the accent alone was enough for me to like log off, but I was like, <laughs> I was dying. That shit right. made so weak. And how did but you, were you, you following this guy for a long time or, or was, or telling you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like she not... follows every other guy. <laughs> no, I'm Mind you, I can't I have any friends remember. on my Instagram because here she comes following them. I'm like, how did you even find, first of all, this is my new friend. It's just friends. And like all of a sudden, I see Geosifa is now following. I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna block your ass off my Instagram. Whatever. Well, you know, I just I can't control these fingers. You know, they just sleep on their own thing. Then they screenshot. They're like, do you know her? And I'm like, no, I don't know her. <laughs> no, uh, you guys saw. No, listen, I did not. I do not remember following this uh, this guy because you know the. I don't know what it is, but in New Zealand. A lot of them, they like to just only have like two pictures or four pictures on their mm. Instagram page. That shit is so. so they I don't have any reception. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> no data. <laughs> oh, fucking dead. No Wi Fi. No fucking data, period. Coconut wireless is not working. Right. Freak, it's not I'm a I'm kidding, y'all. Country. International <laughs> listeners, international. I'm, I'm totally joking. Like, I hope y'all can catch my humor. Yeah. So I didn't. I'm not sure how long I've been following this guy or whatever, but 
I just remember going on there and just wilding out. But he definitely is enjoying the clout. He DM'd me and he was like, "Oh, surely you can you can post this one up um, of me and tag me." And I was like, first yeah, of all, blocked. So I didn't tag him." Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't tag him the first time in the videos. And it was because I didn't know how he was going to feel about it coming on to my page and seeing that I'm a trans girl mm. and then him probably being offended and being disgusted or whatever. Like, I, that's why I didn't tag him in the first place. Mm. It wasn't until he went, he went viral, then he DM'd me, <laughs> and it seemed like he was okay with it. So then that's when I started tagging him again in the things. But um, other than that, he's enjoying this clout. Like, he's fucking enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, he's tell. gained, like, thousands and thousands of followers. Wow. Since then. Um and I'm like, it's okay. He can have it because people are in his comments like, you should you need to give you need to give Wet Wet her credit because you know <laughs> she's the reason why. No, everybody by the way, I, I the coined pop, the term Queen Wet Wet. Oh gosh. Literally now the Chris coined- Jenner in me is coming out right now. And I'm just basically <laughs> wanted to say that I think you should totally brand it, make it a shirt, make it a hat. You know, like, no, hey, I could hey, just see a little baby exactly. tea that says, What do you eat? Exactly. Wet, wet, you know. That's that's. Your- and it's so funny. Like even on Twitter, like I have, I have been seeing um tweets of like just people tweeting like, "What are you eating? It's making me wet, wet." Like people are really just enjoying it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not new to this. Like I've I've been. And what what hasn't like, what was been around? Been viral. Yeah, it has always been around, but I don't think a lot of uh, not a lot of people have been using. It. Well, yeah. it's but a very America, like I feel like it's a very America. 2010 term. Mm, you know what I'm saying? It it's very yeah. like yeah, yeah. pre this whole like you know what I'm saying? Like this was us off of social media, like right? right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't ever recall using it because that's not really the kind of language I like to use. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You know, I've heard other people say it around me. It doesn't bother me, but... Sure. Sure. Yes, sure. Sure, the views. Okay. Girl. (laughs) And it's hella funny. I went on the comments on... Because a few poly... Like, you know, those group poly pages, the... um, Yeah, that only post people they know. That only post people they know exactly have right. shared Chiefy's video and then I was like I wonder if Chiefy knows that they shared uh, you know her video and then I look in the comments and Chiefy's like the asking somebody who says something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because that was all like oh that's like, dude, um, every single page that shared yeah. Chiefy was in the comments right. straight up defending herself yeah and that's when i go on their flag every post (laughs) (laughs) they're all happy birthday 80th birthday to my grandma flag (laughs) bye sutiti get out of here no but can i tell y'all how many little cotas are in my fucking dms right now you know why (laughs) because they're looking for a sugar mama mama, mama. somebody shared your video to tiktok and it blew up on tiktok yeah so all the little cotas from tiktok are like hey what's up you making me wet wet (laughs) oh my gosh first of all you single-handedly ruined the next generation things I hollered about them and I said, "Excuse me, I'm young enough to be your baby sister. How dare you?" <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> grandmother. Okay, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I feel really attacked right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Granny Goose. No, 
You guys, this isn't even anything new. Whenever we're together, Monty and Annie will actually Monty will attack me, and he will sit there and laugh her ass off. And I Wait, why am I hella offended? But Annie will greet so me true. with like a punch and a tackle to the wall. <laughs> no, but Monty, we were talking about earlier. We were like, um, we're talking about our memories with you and Annie. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of my memories with Monty is just with Monty, and I was like, yeah, because you guys would leave me, bitch. Remember yeah, no, literally. And you guys would go to like Gomez. Or I don't know if I don't know if you remember that time we were at um, the park, Meadowview Park, in front of St. Anne's, and the ice cream truck rode by, and you started running. He said, "Wait!" And it was like like in slow motion, and me and Annie were dying. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that wasn't even funny. (laughs) Wait. Shut up, bitch. No, and it wasn't any. And he wasn't there. It was Waffle with Nessie. Hold on, wait. Can we talk about what? Where were we coming from when you and Any rode in the back of the pickup truck and I was driving? Wait, what I feel it? like someone was laying in the back. <laughs> like oh, it was Any. Oh my gosh. Any, do you remember? I, uh, <laughs> where where are we coming like, from? Where are we coming I think from? we were coming from like a show or something, and I had that freaking green yacht truck. I used to. Mop I remember that truck. And we were it literally, was... I feel like we were packed in the front, and then Annie had to lay in the back, and we're, like, on the freeway, and all I see is this bushy hair. blowing <laughs> up I'm like, great, these truck drivers are going to think I killed some freaking mountain lion or something. <laughs> some <laughs> fucking mountain man. They're, like, honking and pointing to the back, and I'm like, I know, mm-hmm. she's alive. <laughs> they said, oh my, they thought you killed the caveman from the uh, guy called <laughs> 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 no hell they thought we were filming the sequel to Encino Man <laughs> and he jumps on the hood and starts surfing <laughs> no this is because I remember in that same green truck is when you almost killed me when you um, went on the highway with headlights on and Oh, oh my god. Yo. Anyway. Freeport Boulevard, Monty. <laughs> yes, I'm notorious. Oh, mind you, it wasn't funny though when my car died on Freeport Boulevard. Oh my god. I had gosh. to push it by myself. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hope no one sees this. <laughs> <clears throat> Trying to go to Walgreens no. to get a Pepsi at two in the morning. <laughs> like, what? Okay. But <laughs> that was hella your thing. You hella drive drive down that block. And whoever you're with, you will turn the lights off. Oh my right. gosh, bitch! Just terrible. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All I heard was "Watch this," and then the lights came <laughs> off, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" I was like, "What?" I mean, you know, it's like a very ancestral experience. Like, you it's know, like really, you not. look at the stars. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have to think like our ancestors didn't have a car; if, they just traveled in the dark. If so we were rowing like, on a canoe, that was yeah, like, bitch, they were walking. Handmade. That's tight. An ancestral, definitely ancestral experience. Do you ever imagine what you would have like looked like back then? Probably what I look like now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like no, any any look <laughs> reminds me of what our people look like back then. Yeah, I'm a very which is like, old fucking fucking back in the day face. Like this is what I would have. You know what? Like. You're gorgeous. You don't have a back in the day face. I didn't say I was ugly, dude. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I feel like I would have like designed a bucket hat out of banana leaves or something. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm all still hella trying to be like freaking hella <laughs> sweatsuit made out of tapa okay. cloth. I'm like, you were hell of a composer. You were hell of a, a conductor back then. <laughs> right. Conducting the uh, the band. And I used to conduct them to play nasty songs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're hella beating on the drums. They said doom 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 doom. What's Big Booty Ho and Tong in? Oh my gosh, no! You know what? Um, don't even, don't even call me. Moolahi, Moolahi, Yo, I feel like you know. I'm gonna be honest. Like I feel like we started that whole like mixture of like nasty tongue and ratchet like when we when we used to say muy pas pasquiai like everybody literally jumped on it and i'm mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. we started that like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah no no lie like that a lot of the coined phrases that i hear nowadays are like or you know the tongans use not the world you know what i'm saying but like tongans yeah use, like younger tongans i'm like I'm pretty sure we said that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty nah, sure. and for some reason, it's like I feel like the sack tongans are just—they're wild. Different. Like no, we different, good. different. You guys are yes. different. Like I think in the best way possible. Like I've it gotten is. some of the best inspiration from like my tongue community in Sacramento. Like just to have aunties who moved straight from Thonga right into mm-hmm. the hood and like. The interaction, the mm-hmm. commentary, like all of that stuff is just stuff that like you will never be able to experience again because it kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, yeah. it's not like that no more. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no, I miss those days. Which is, you know, which brings me to ask because I remember back in the day, you didn't really, you know, there's the, most of the Tongans like who are in a tight knit Tongan community will constantly surround themselves you know, with other Tongans, but I remember back in the day, you didn't, you didn't constantly surround yourself, like, you had, like, a maraud of races around you, like, as your friends, you know, as your close friends, and, like, as your, you know, policy group that you, that you run with, I believe, like, the, the only policies that I ever saw around you with was your family. Like, immediate family? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason why is because I think, like, a lot of the stuff I wanted to do, a lot of people in our community couldn't like you know what i'm saying it almost was just kind of like it was very like stay Mm -hmm. home yeah you know what i'm saying chill like i was wild like against cultural norms yeah so i was kind of out and then i kind of just felt like i think because i come from such a rich you know culturally rich home and background Mm -hmm. that like Mm That, that was enough. my es- yeah. That's my escape to just mm. be like, okay, mm. let me just go hang out with my friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. was very and I just didn't like besides like my family relatives that I grew up with. Like, yeah. I really felt a huge disconnect to my community. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I'm trying to think when it started. You I think it just started have, like you you didn't have anything in common with them in um in the sense of like events that you wanted to go to the way mm-hmm. you dress because uh, the thing uh, the thing that people don't know about you monty <laughs> is that you this you're not you are not you did not just become like this fashion like you have always been it's been in the making off the hook you have always yeah. been like fitted from head to toe oh, like gosh. however you in a ross clothes together <laughs> right, but you made it but you made it happen yeah. see, that's the thing monty like monty monty had a name back in sacramento you know um 
all races, all races recognized Monty. And he was crazy. I think what also contributed to it was Monty's look. Monty also Mm. didn't, he didn't just look Tongan. He also looked like he could have been. African American, he right. could have been Latin. Right. Um, he well, also the crazy like he thing is, been Hmong. you know, a lot of this too. It, I said, <laughs> Chifiyong, <laughs> Indian. Right, go ahead. No, um, I feel okay. <laughs> Stupid, Mathian. Um, I like literally feel like, um, you know, and and I don't blame anybody in the community for like how I felt or anything right, like that. Right, I'm gonna right, be right. honest. Like now that I look back at it and I revisit like a lot of. Mm-hmm. you know kind of past experiences and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. there were a lot of times that a lot of this came from insecurities mm-hmm. you know a lot of it came from like um you know just kind of things i didn't understand about myself things that i didn't right. understand or connect within the culture right. um and you know because i didn't really connect and make a lot of friends besides friends i had at church and at home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of like, I think it kind of put me, it almost made me isolate myself to make me feel like, oh, I don't get along. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of yeah, like right. made me feel just like a little distant mm-hmm. when in actuality, in fact, I think on the other side of things, people are like, oh, he doesn't come around. Or like, he doesn't like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, kind of like yeah. how foolish, you know what I'm saying? I feel now that I look back and I could just say, you know what? I'm going to take part in what I felt like my doing was to kind of create that barrier mm-hmm. and in moving forward, take like, mm-hmm. yeah, take responsibility for that. And then moving forward, just be just an open, approachable, you know, figure within right. our community that like, I want all of the kids or young adults or adults to know that, you know what I'm saying? Like you can come to me, you can talk to me. I'm right. very approachable. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm totally down to connect and link i don't know it's just i think sometimes we don't realize that we set our own barriers up sometimes mm-hmm. and i think that's might have been you know kind of what my deal was back then was just like you know like kind of like a, a a very you know insecure me that just mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying was looking for everything but from <clears throat> what was in my face i don't know if that right, makes sense right, but, right no, you know. no that and it's sense. so crazy that you say that because you know obviously those are just um things that you have um that you had imagined in your own mind because i remember you know when we would always be out people would make comments and stuff and you know um they would make comments like oh monty you know he don't really fuck with us like that but you know monty that that's you know that's our superstar that's our superstar like you know (laughs) no because you know usually people would be like oh monty don't fuck with us fuck him i don't give a fuck but like everybody (laughs) everybody in sack regardless of like you know whether you showed up or not like they still everyone still had mad fucking love for monty because you did always come through you know you did always come through for them and when you did pop up you came with all your little bad bitch friends you still me like no but that's the thing though like that's the thing people don't understand is like you know us from sac or even the bay or just anyone that we grew up with like we're family like beyond any bs or you know stupid yeah. shit that was going on like we're family at the end of the day like you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's it was a real sense of community, you know, that I do miss, especially living out here in L.A. where I'm like the only Tongan in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Coming from like a neighborhood where like every other house was Tongan or right. Samoan mm-hmm. or Fijian or some kind of Polynesian that just kind of like made, you know, look like home. So like right. being here in L.A., it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you run across each other every once in a while. And then, you almost, you know, you almost are made feel to made to feel like or is it even okay to say hi like (laughs) you know it's crazy so no i feel like um you know do you think that you that your upbringing in 
that you kind of distanced yourself away from the Tongan community had a lot to do um, with, you know, where you're at now, which is basically, um, you know, doing a lot of things that people aren't doing. You know, Paul, you know, a lot of polys that are not that they're they're not there. There are other poly designers, but they're not in the specific. They don't fit in the niche that you do. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Like I see, and the thing is, like I don't want to use the word distancing because I don't think you know that was really the case. I think right, it was just right. there was really nothing for me to gauge, mm. and nobody in our community that I felt like I could pattern. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I say pattern, mm-hmm. like you know, how, like when you're growing up, you're like, "Yo, I'm gonna be like so and so," and you kind of like mimic and mirror mm-hmm. that person. I didn't. I don't feel like I had that in our community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you and I'm not going to sit up here and be way. like, "Oh, I'm the first one." It's like, yeah. no, nah, I'm not the first one. Right. You know, but I just know for a fact that like I didn't, I didn't have that figure in front of me, mm-hmm. and that representation wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the representation that we did have in entertainment, music, sports, whatever, you know, was not. I didn't connect with it. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So right. I feel like I just kind of like really hung around people that were kind of traveling in the same direction as me, um, you know, or maybe in the same creative headspace. And that's kind of how all that jazz happened where I would just, you know what I'm saying? Meet all types of different people, different races, different backgrounds. And like, you know, and it just kind of, I never really thought of it as like distancing myself, but I did notice like the more less and less I would see familiar, you know, faces Mm -hmm. around me that was like, you know, that took me down the rabbit hole to where I'm at now. Right. And yes. it's crazy because you've actually become that person that you wanted to see when you were younger. Yeah. You know what I That's mean? That's what like I wanted. Now you're that person yeah. that, that Polly yeah. can grow up and and see, like, you know, and, and mimic. Because, you know, I know a lot of, like, <clears throat> a lot of people from, like, New Zealand and, like, even from here. Like, I see a lot of them, like, you know, they really do look up to you and you really inspire them. Sometimes I'll even see them kind of, you know, use some of your stuff or whatever. But, <laughs> but it's all you know, good. I mean, I mean, that's inspiration, you know, that's yeah. inspiration. No, and, and that's, that's the what thing. We do. That's what we inspiration do. Inspiration comes in many forms. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, you know, for the most part, like, you know, even when I do notice little things, I'm like, oh, that's dope. I think as long as you take it and inspires you and you put your spin on it and make it your own, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Because right. there's no idea, there's no new idea under the sun. Everything has been done. It's just how you do it that makes it special. And you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You tailor it to you. It's funny that you said that there was a tweet that um the homie Nikki Chulo had tweeted not that long ago, but um he basically said revisiting ideas you had as a youth, as an adult, there's nothing extremely magical or there's something extremely magical about that. Mm-hmm. Keep you close, mm-hmm. which is like crazy because that's how I feel today. Like I notice everything I do now is based off of the dream. Like, oh gosh, how do I say this? Everything I do now is what little Monty wanted to do but didn't have the resources didn't have the money didn't have the relationships like I didn't have too much of anything but just you know family church and friends you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's like everything I do now is kind of like a nod back to that like little kid that like yearned for this you know what I'm saying because people will ask me they're like how did Monty get into DJing I'm like Monty was born (laughs) I was like Monty just didn't have the means back then but Monty Mm. had all the songs he wasn't even a DJ, but he had the DJ websites where you can steal all the songs. Listen, <laughs> I was like, Mon- like me and Annie was talking about it. Like you were the one that we always went to because you always had the newest all songs. the slaps. Like even right. like the Bay Area slaps, like every. There's like three people in my life that I feel like are responsible for that. One is my brother Chris. My brother Chris is like 
the ultimate like music head his musicality is like beyond this earth to mm -hmm. my cousin solo who grew up with us pretty pretty much my other brother who like put me right. on to like all the soul like chris was very reggae and hip-hop mm -hmm. solo was mm -hmm. very r&b soul funk and then mm -hmm. the third one <clears throat> is our cousin masi who literally mm. was like dance hall yeah, like first right. of all me and masi had such a hard way growing up because I, I don't know i just we we almost would be like uh, uh i don't like you know what i'm saying so it kind of started <laughs> out with like one of these things yeah. where like you know but like once i sat down and i figured out, i was like yo this cat knows all the dance hall reggae that i oh. know and then even more like that mm. truly inspired me to like dig deep so like me and Masi would like get together and like on the weekends, you know, like regular kids are out playing. I mean, we'd probably steal his mom's van, go to Jack in the Box, come back to the house and literally download every single unreleased Timbaland tweet, Missy, Aaliyah. Like Masi that was our- is the first yeah. person that I've seen Dirty One on a handstand. <laughs> no, literally. That's the That's first the person I've ever seen back See, in the and day. And this is why like, this is why I can't even like subscribe to a lot of the stuff that happens on social media today. Cause I'm like- no shade we was that way before so way like before. and i got the videos to prove it that's why i'm like <laughs> yeah. we was that way yeah. before so like now that it's happening now it's great and i'm glad everyone's having a good time right. but let me tell you back then it was, it was just what yeah. yeah like i mean it was just we lived it so yeah. now that they're trying to like mm -hmm. recreate and curate this like life to be like, oh, I'm lit. Look at me, Look you know, pee popping on a handstand. Right. I'm like, first of all, we did that at the school dance. <laughs> like in seventh grade, like knock it off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember walking into your house and seeing this like my designs. mom making keke and all you hear is <laughs> Lil Kim playing from the room. <laughs> my that, poor parents. Right. Lil Kim playing from the room. You have, would have uh, the layout of I don't know what it's called when you when you're a designer and you're drawing the what oh, you my think sketches. your sketches like laid yeah, out on the table well. your rack of clothes that you had and then like you know your your music blasting and, <laughs> and you, you know, hear my parents <laughs> turn the <bass> down. <laughs> right and I'm like turn the bass down low <laughs> you know and, and it's and it started from those little meager beginnings and then just kind of flourished yeah. into you moving to LA you getting oh, into gosh. what do you title yourself as because um, you know. Yeah, what do you title yourself as? Um, a hetero cis woman, <laughs> white woman living in Los Angeles. You're fucking no. stupid, dude. <laughs> dude are you a like a fashion? Are you a stylist? No, I'm, I'm are you a fashion designer? Yeah, so pretty much, um, it's always been hard because I think I've I've gone through so many different phases in my creative, mm -hmm. you know life uh whether it was designing clothes doing styling work or you know djing events or throwing right. parties so i usually just fall under the you know creative umbrella so mm. whenever everyone's like what, what are you doing i'm like well i'm a creative i do do the projects um you know that fall under that umbrella so that's just kind of like the term i use i mean i've done right. everything like right. that i've wanted that, you know that i've wanted to not everything but like you know yeah you, there's still a lot of things that you want to do yeah yeah, there's so many things I want to do, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, I'd say just a creative. And how did all. you how did you ease into the the DJ you know the DJ lane? Um, so like I said, my brother, you know, was uh, or still, you know, my brother's DJ, and he, um, you know, kind of like really put me onto music, and I've always been like fascinated with, um, just music in general. You know, growing up in a house, whether it was my dad 
converting hymns from English to Tongan or you know what I'm saying? My mom <laughs> yeah. my mom in the kitchen playing Loretta Lynn or like my brother playing like reggae and hip hop. Mm-hmm. I've always like kind of like just kind of collected as I went. And um DJing to me was always inspiring because I loved OG DJs like Red Alert, um, Kid Capri, Funk Flex. Like I loved all the OG DJs mm. from New York City. Like just the way they would, you know what I'm saying, curate music and spin music and mix it and mash it up just always was inspiring to me. So I always wanted to, I was just always so intimidated by the equipment. Right. And I would just be like, damn, like I wish I knew how to do right. that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I came across like DJs, um, you know, like DJ Rashida, who's a really close friend of mine, as well as DJ mm. Ivy um, here in LA, who are like two of my really close girlfriends. And um, they DJ. Like they're, they're like 19, 20 years plus in the game. They've been doing it, you know, from the rip. So um, I kind of like would ask them questions and I'd right. just be like, yo, so like, you know, like I love music and, you know, we kind of share music. So we know, right. you know what I'm saying? Okay. They're like, okay, clearly you have an ear, you know what I'm right. saying? But I started to just kind of inquire, like, you know, what it would take for me to learn. So um, my friend DJ Ivy would invite me over to like, you know, play on her, on her decks and kind of just learn and play around. She'd teach mm. me a couple of tricks and Rashida will come through and like, you know, teach me about like how to count and how to drop your records in so really it was a labor of love project from Mm. you know these two close girlfriends of mine who like literally took time out of their busy schedules to show a little knucklehead like me a little something and then um i kind of just jumped out there you know i i've been throwing parties here in la um for the last like four gosh my first gig um Damn, you would think that I would remember this because it was just <laughs> yesterday. But like real talk, my first gig, I would have to say, um, my homeboy Brandon Anthony, who is on the council for LA Pride, booked me for LA Pride. And that was like my first, like wow. I've never played in front of anybody really. Mm-hmm. And then here I am on stage playing in front of like damn near 10,000, 15,000 people walking around West Hollywood. Wow. Wow. You know, so it was crazy. I, yeah, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And yeah, it just kind of like, yeah, I just still can't. How did that come about? Day. How did, how did, oh, you that was dope. I remember you going live and I was like watching all your lives. <laughs> and I was just like, it was so emotional. It was, so, oh, it was such an emotional. Um, you know, I just, I mean, what, whatever community it is, I just want to give back what's been given to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, so much love has been passed around to me that I just want to pass it back out. So um, they were booking talent. And mm. uh, my homie, Brandon, who's also my business partner, was like, yo, I know you're doing your thing. Look, would you want to DJ here? You know, that's, so, at that's a Pride. great opportunity. Like, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, you know, I started DJing like two days ago. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yo, you know, I started like two days ago. And you know, I think it was the fact that he really believed in me and believed in my talent. That's that awesome. He, that's and so, awesome. Um, yeah, I just kind of cricked you know, put my little set together, showed up here. I'm thinking it's like some lemonade stand I'm DJing at. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is like a little, you know, like a yeah. little tent with the umbrella. Yeah. yeah it and so, yeah. So I pull up and like, he's like, yo, that's the stage right there. It's like this huge stage for anyone wow. who lives in LA. It's like on the corner of Santa Monica and Robertson um, in front of Lisa Vanderpump's like little pump. Like it's a huge, like <laughs> in the middle of the street. Yeah. 
And it was just everything I dreamed of. I've always wanted to, you know, did you, you remember that scene from Sister Act when they're like doing the street party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It was very that. You know? <laughs> it was very that. You know what I'm saying? With the nuns twerking and all that. Uh-huh. Very yeah. that. So you recently, from what Chiefy says, uh, gained residency, right? At a at the chapel? or Yeah, so it's... Wrong. Yeah, so the club is called the Abbey, and the Abbey has Abbey. a sister club called Chapel, which is right next door. And so um, me and my homie, Brandon, my business partner, we took that over about a year and a half ago. Um, so we took over Thursdays, and we kind of curated this party called uh, Classic Thursdays, which was, Ooh. you know, basically our take on changing the club experience. Like, you go to clubs wow. these days, all you hear is nothing but Top 40 and all the ratchet right. joints and i'm like that's cute that's cool but it's like where's the soul where's the funk mm-hmm. where's the emotion so classic is just spelled CL- clsq which is like our way of just being able to get away with playing right. like 90s r&b hip-hop right. early 2000s mm-hmm. soul funk and disco i mean you're gonna that's definitely so get awesome. you some city girls and megan Stallion. Oh, yeah. and, you know what i'm saying five yo and all of that, you know, big drip this, big drip that. We're going to give it to you. But it's like, it's really <laughs> taking you on a journey. You know what I'm saying? It's basically the journey of our lives. Like, um, I curate the screens uh, with nothing but, like, clips of, like, I mean, old ballroom, um, oh, Vogan wow. tapes, a dance hall. You know, I even got some OG 1960s Taolunga videos <laughs> from Tonga. Like, because okay. for me, it's a way to inject, you know, my culture right. as well as like my taste and my, just the things that inspired me growing up. Right. That's basically what I wanted to kind of project and give back, you know, so that people can just be in there having a good time, mm-hmm. listen to music, watch the screens. We have some, we've had some really dope people come through a um, couple of, I think what like two three weeks ago, Sam Smith was in there twirling around. I seen that. Like, yeah, like Nini, mm-hmm. like Nini from Housewives, Candy, um, Cynthia Bailey, um, Kaylani's come by. Um, oh wait, no, no, that wasn't Kaylani. That was Slickwoods. Slickwoods came by. Model Slickwoods. There's like so many different people who have dropped in that were just like kind of floored. Like, oh gosh, really? This is crazy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, insane. So much more because every time someone comes in or every, I remember I would always wake up, you know, Friday mornings to like all your text messages <laughs> of like, oh my gosh, guess who was here? Yeah. You know, and it's just like off the hook. First of all, I um, love like I love the fact that just people come, period. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and I love to mix. You know what I'm saying? When I say mix, because normally out here what happens is is you know, if you work in the industry or if you're an entertainer, you go to a certain place and that's where you go. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then if you're just like a regular you know, hard work in nine to five or you go to another place. And I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think we're all at the end of the day, strip all them titles away. We're all the same people anyway. Right. So why can't mm-hmm. we exist in the same building, right. you know, and have a good damn time. So that's right. pretty mm-hmm. much what the whole idea was, was to basically mix, you know what I'm saying? Just everyday people that could just come together and just um, connect over one thing. And that's great music. So, you know, that's really the whole idea behind classic. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that um, Sam Smith won on your story, and I freaked <laughs> out, and I and I, and I talked to Sifa about it. I was yeah. like, oh "Dude, this is this is awesome." I just love people to just come and dance and have a good time. I mean, and the good thing yeah. is, like, a lot of our friends who work, um, you know, in the field, whether it's in the beauty field or dance, or you know, they bring their people. Mm-hmm. their clients and their clients will be like oh where's there to go after you know and they'll bring them through and before you know you're like yo did you see who was here you know what i'm saying it kind of like it's become 
you know, our little version of, I guess, what you would call like a Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, and I was yeah. telling any, I was like, you know, Monty, all of Monty's friends, they're all, they're the ones behind the scenes. Like, yeah. all of Monty's friends mm-hmm. are the ones who mm-hmm. are like the the makeup artist, the celebrity celebrity makeup mm-hmm. artist, the hairstylist, the stylist, yeah. but, or dance, and the crazy thing know, is, is like you know before all of you know before even all of that, like you know I came here to LA and I was working at the Beverly Center. I was definitely mm-hmm. in my 30s, still working at Forever 21. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I made a lot of friends with a lot of like young, dope mm-hmm. kids and creatives who were mm-hmm. like, oh damn, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, it's great to have seen like a lot of people grow or even people who still you know what i'm saying work in the in the retail field like they come out and turn up too you know it's like i just love like just everybody the idea of everybody just having a good time yeah Yeah, like and to me like let's just even strip all the classes away like i said we're all one people anyway you know uh, when that coronavirus was going around, wasn't nobody talking about no classes in. So. <laughs> you know okay. Everybody was looking right. for a little ski mask. So, right. Like, do you, you find know, so that's really what's about? Do you find it hard to juggle um, being a DJ and you know your your work in in like the fashion industry, styling or or whatnot? Nah, I think it's confusing for people though because they're like, wait, what do you do? Because I like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like one day you're designing a, a dress for MTV Awards for Cash Doll, and the next day you're like DJing at a club. Like what? I feel like it's confusing for a lot of people because they really don't know what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Because then they're cool like, me. but then you're yeah. a photographer. Yeah, but then they're like, but wait, you shot, <laughs> you know, some campaign stuff used by designer Melody Asani. Like, what do you do? Like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's like it's really crazy because it's like. I don't even know how to explain it. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, I just know. It's, it's kind of like, this is how I feel. Like, people, to simplify to people, they need to, they they, they need to put a label on some things. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in, in order for them to understand, but it's like, but it's kind of hard to just be like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just me. Like, I'm yeah, just me. Because I've been doing everything right. since, you know what I'm saying? Since I was a kid. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I've been all these things since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have, like, the experience or mm-hmm. actually, like, gained the work to really prove it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now that I'm here, it's just kind of like, damn, like, I've always loved music. So it kind of makes sense that I DJ. And then I've always loved fashion. So clearly I'm going to go into design. <laughs> yeah. and, you know? So, um... It's like literally, like I can't really explain it, but I will yeah, tell you, you this: you have that, your hand in, in in all the things that you love, basically. Yeah, and and I just think that, like, I don't know. I just never thought that this would be my life. You know what I'm saying? I think, mm-hmm. and not to get all deep and like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But it's like I never thought in a million years that like this would be my life. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're always taught that you can only do or be one thing. You know what right. I'm saying? And that you can't like. I haven't had like a clocking job for the last like I think it's probably a year and a half. Nice. Like that's a scary thing for people in general or people even people in, general, in our culture. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want you should have seen the my parents' face when I told them. They're like, "Wait, what?" You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. "You what?" You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, they've been so supportive and they believe in me, you know. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that's really what keeps me going today. No, yeah, no, that yeah. definitely. And how did you how did you manage that with with Cash Doll? How did you come across designing a dress for Cash Doll? Well, the craziest thing is shout out to my homeboy KJ Moody, who's an amazing stylist um, out here in LA. Mm. He was working with Cash Doll for um, you know before I uh, I had the opportunity, and so he was working with her and. 
um i think he like had double booked on a gig um for oh. a day so he had to do something for like i think it was like for kelly Rowland for the lion king premiere and then so he reached out to me and he was like yo you know good friend and he was like yo can you hold down you know this video shoot for me while i go and you know take care of this and i'm like i'll be there you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. whenever a friend calls you, you just go there's right. no question so right. i showed up on set and um literally from the minute like you know i met cash Doll. she was like you know we kind of connected and then she was like put some music on and of course i put on my aliyah mix and she's <laughs> like wait a minute you like aliyah and i'm like i love aliyah she's like i'm from detroit i love aliyah too so that whole day we just connected over aliyah right. and it was just kind of like the craziest experience yeah. so from there um you know what I'm saying? Like I, we kept in touch and um, she was able to commission me to do a couple of little projects for her. And she's a sweet girl. Like that's, that's, that can, that's honestly like one of the sweetest girls I've ever met in my life. Mm, like mm. it's mm-hmm. just sweet. Very, I don't know. It's something about girls from Detroit. They all seem to be very dope down to earth girls, right, but yeah, right. that's how that happened. So shout out to KJ. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can also see uh, Monty's dress that he designed for Castle on his Instagram. Uh, it, it's dope. It's the it's a it's Aaliyah themed. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, can you explain the story behind that so people can understand? Um... Yeah. So the dress actually, oh gosh, how did this? It, it's crazy. Okay, so. I get a phone call. I get a FaceTime. It's a surprise FaceTime. I didn't know it was her, but she FaceTimed me. And, um, you know, Cash Doll's like, yo, like, Aliyah's brother Rashad invited me to um, his wax, you know, to the reveal of Aliyah's wax figure in Vegas. Right. Like, we out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait, what you mean we out? She's like, <laughs> you coming with me? And I'm like, oh, damn. So, <laughs> you know, we linked and she was like, but here's one thing I want you to style me for. It. And I'm like, okay, dope. So, we picked a look, um, one of Aliyah's looks that we wanted to recreate for Cash Doll. Mm. Made that happen. And then um, I think MTV Awards wasn't too far behind. So we were, you know, chopping it up about what to do. And I was like, yo, you know, it'll be hot because, you know, Aliyah passed, um, you know, transitioned on the 25th of August. I think mm. MTV Awards was the 26th. So it was mm-hmm. the next day. And Missy was also getting the Vanguard of the Year Award um, oh, for... Yeah the awards and i was like you know it'll be hot it'll be hot if we like did like this alia tribute dress with like nothing but her photos because you know in my eyes like i come from like watching mtv awards and it was fun you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. when i think of mtv awards you think of lil kim's one boob outfit designed by misa <laughs> hilton brim yeah. and missy you think about tlc's performance of no scrubs where they dance in too much booty in the pants or you yeah. know you think about britney spears um yeah. i'm a slave for you pr- premiere mm-hmm. so i'm thinking fun you know what i'm saying i'm like mm-hmm. we gotta go fun like this is i mean glam is cool but like save the glam stuff for like oh yeah the grammys you know what I'm so let's have fun right um and there's this designer from back in the day. His name was David Darrymple. Um, and he used to have custom pieces in, or I think he still does. Have, he does custom designs for um, Patricia Fields, uh, House of Fields in New York. And in the early 2000s, he would take like these OG t-shirts, like these like, you know, those like, um, they used to sell them at the Juneteenth Festival or like the mm-hmm. hair salons where it's just kind of like the RIP or like um, the artist shirts where it's like a bunch of pictures of like, right. you know, bad boy in a family or whatever. He would take those OG t-shirts and like make them into dresses or like skirts. Mm-hmm. And it was a really big thing. I think 
one like a Biggie and Tupac um, dress uh, was even worn on like Sex in the City. Like it was really dope. So we we saw that idea and I was like, that's dope. That'll be hot to like recreate something like that. You know what I'm saying? In, mm-hmm. in, in Aliyah form, you know what I'm saying? So we were like, okay, cool. We're going to source a bunch of vintage Aliyah t-shirts and we'll make the dress out of vintage Aliyah t-shirts. And so we went to like source the t-shirts and they're just like 300, $400 plus. Like these things are expensive oh, as wow. heck. So I was like, so we were like, okay, well that ain't going to happen. So what we decided to do was, um, we picked a bunch of photos that we loved. Um, I met with um, my production company that I work with. Shout out Tanya Kim. Love you. Um, <laughs> and she was able to have the images printed onto this like stretch jersey fabric that we then made wow. the dresses, made the dress out of. So it was a whole project. It was a whole thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But, but that's good yeah. that you made it work though. That's Yeah. And it was just our way of like giving back. I mean, you know, I think everyone has guardian angels around this world and I, for some reason shout out Aliyah. i feel like she be around like i think people <laughs> probably gonna think i'm crazy or whatever i'm like no like miss thing be around because the type of stuff that be happening in my life and in my world where things connect is just right. kind of like it can't be nothing else besides god and that sweet angel <laughs> like, <it is laughs> right crazy, so. i don't think I, yeah, yeah so. I, you and chiefy were like the biggest Aaliyah fans. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chiefy was so devastated. I mean, we all were, but like, I just remember a 14 year old just devastated, <laughs> you know, uh, as, as it should be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, right. that was like our world. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. Her music all the time. Loved her photos, just videos. Just this was somebody that like literally changed just. Just change Monty the game. Monty taught all oh, the girls. Oh, please. Monty taught all the girls the routine to are you that somebody and did it at the, um... Like, not at our family reunion, At though. the family like, reunion. Why? Oh, but, like, God. this is, like, the type of behavior as a kid that I look back at now, and I'm like, my poor That's grandparents. Hilarious. My poor parents. Like, they were probably so confused. Like, what in the world is this kid doing? Like, what do you... Like, where do you get this from? That's probably why they didn't let me to go to nobody's house, because they like, oh, you going and picking up some some other stuff and bringing it back over here i'm like oh gosh y'all don't Little know do they know it's monty the one starting all the way <laughs> no literally hella corrupting to everybody <laughs> y'all don't know but, but monty got some moves monty got some dance moves down oh no retired that's another thing that's another thing monty would choreograph dances at the high school just it'd be all the nasty oh, dances just te- like literally terrible that's why i look back now and i'm like you're terrible. Like you got a lot to answer for when you get to those gates. Like, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> They're gonna be Monty like... is so Monty is so hard on himself when it comes to like just off the wall things that he did back then that was like right quote unquote out of the ordinary coming from like a Tongan or from a Tongan like... you know household or family or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, that shit exactly. was hella fucking dope. Like that shit that at least us like we saw and was like yes. Fucking up. You know the crazy thing? I just all I was doing was just emulating what was around me. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. That's what I say about like Sacramento. Like people sleep on sack. Like and the crazy thing is I feel like Sack sleeps on sack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if they realize yeah. what a gem that little city can be. They, you know what I, I'm I, like, I see it a lot you know? in your work. I see a lot in in uh yeah, your styling. I see a lot in uh, your designs. I see I a mean, lot of sack. 
like yeah, the it, ratchet it really ghetto, is. like like. Culture. I mean, because the thing is, for us, it was like so. This is the crazy thing about it is like today, everyone's like, "Oh, I want it." You know what I'm saying? It got to be ratchet. It got to be ghetto. We didn't even know that we were that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. We were just life. living day to day. Yeah, we were just living day to day. We didn't even know right. it was that. So now that ratchet has kind of become a theme, it's, yeah. it almost makes me want to go put on a suit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like a three piece suit. Yeah, just like a three piece suit. Like I just want to like disappear from that. Like it's not fun anymore. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, and like to me, like Sack was was so extreme. It was like either you were super balling and you lived in like El Grove or Natomas right. or you were like Green struggling <laughs> hard. Yeah, oh, Green Haven where they used to get all the big candy bars for Halloween. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, or like, or you you were struggling and you lived in the South area like we did. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. like you came from a, a hardworking family that was just making mm-hmm. ends meet. Yeah. Um, but I took experiences from all, because I had friends all over. I took experiences from everybody out there like, you know, and it's funny because that's how my life was like one day we were mobbing around in a you know in a dope in a, in somebody's drop top mercedes the next day we're riding bus 14 going <laughs> to the mall you know what i'm saying like you know so my life has always been up and down and i've never really just felt like i needed to have everything because it was like i think my life was all things you know and this yeah. is how ratchet this is how ratchet you were without even knowing you were ratchet monty <laughs> would be the one at the bus stop with the louis vuitton bag like who like, <laughs> like just like louis seven of them or, like just right. seven of them like like i just just carrying them like it's just a mess i'm telling you i feel like my life no my life i feel like i've always attributed my life to like being like a music video and that's just how Mm -hmm. i lived it you know what i'm saying it's like i just just i saw things how i saw them that's how i wanted to see them i didn't care it didn't matter if i was you know what i'm saying broke or like busted or like you know what i'm saying like how i looked in the mirror and what i saw that's just what i believed and that's just what it was and that is very much like mom too like that's the way mom is yeah it's like you don't always got to have the best it ain't got to be the most expensive like you'll never Mm -hmm. see me in a pair of balenciaga sneakers not saying i have anything against it i'm just not dropping that kind of cash to put on my feet you know what i'm saying i don't like come on like it's just that's just me personally though you know i think if people like i learned early on that like luxury items are great it's a luxury so yeah. that's extra right. so, yeah. so you, if you live in a luxurious lifestyle that's your lifestyle <laughs> yeah. like i'm living a lifestyle on the go so i need me a good check mark nike just do it that's good enough for me you know like, <laughs> right. like that's just <coughs> yeah so and you, live in, you live in like the heart of of, of hollywood or like yeah was it west hollywood yeah west hollywood like it's like right at the beginning of like beverly hills so it's so you get to crazy. experience like you know Hollywood in and of itself, basically. Yeah, I mean that's crazy because there's two there's two types of LA to me. There's the LA that exists on Hollywood Boulevard, which is like all like the turn up and mm. you know what I'm saying, or like Sunset, which is like you know One Oak and all these other places that are like oh turn up, and then there's like the other LA that's like you know just kind of stays low, but they definitely get it in. Like oh yeah, that that's the part I I love that side of LA like. You know, mm-hmm. good food, good people, good, food, good, good conversations. People, um, the turn up stuff to me is great. Um, I know I do. I, I run a club, but I try to keep it very, like, not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, know. you you don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't do any of that. Nah, so that's not really your, never, yeah. your thing, you know? Yeah. So my thing is more like an experience as far as, like, music and, and fashion and, and feeling. I want people to feel good. When you're around me, you got to feel good. 
You know, like yeah. I never I know my mood can definitely swing very fast. Oh. Very quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Monty's but like mood. Oh my gosh, Monty's Oh my gosh. Mood. You guys have no idea. Like when like what at the drop of a dime, Monty's mood yeah. can go from a hundred to fucking zero. I'm over it. Take me home right now. I need to go. I don't want to be here. And then he would like and if he's like there long enough and he doesn't want to, he's gonna just fight everything. He's yeah, literally like, oh, gonna gosh. fucking throw chairs, throw drinks, he's gonna beat people up. Oh, it's just gosh. like when Monty wants to go home, you just gotta take Monty bad home. Girls club. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, thank goodness there's Uber now because it's like, gosh, I just jump in and go. Could you imagine if we had Uber back in sack, I would have avoided a lot. You would have avoided a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah, because I'd have been like, I'm out, you know. But yeah, <laughs> is it weird being like one of the only Tongans in in that area? Because I I don't see, imagine you see a lot of polys, yeah. No, people come and speak to me in Spanish all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no español, and they're like looking at me like you're a disgrace. You don't know Spanish, and I'm like, you don't speak a mother well, language, <laughs> right? I'm like, well, you see, yeah, it, you know the crazy thing is like, I like never see any polys on this side and it kind of like you know it trips me out and i think when i do finally run into some polys i'm so like giddy i'm like yo what's up how you yeah, doing they're looking at me like yeah. i don't know you bro like, get out of my face <laughs> right. i'm like you know and it's crazy like, like please even, don't touch me yeah or like i'll see polys out at the club and i'll be like oh they good like they skip the line y'all come through it's good really? and they're looking at me like mm-hmm. we i don't know you like where do i know you from <laughs> I'm like hold on do you want to get in or you want to get back in line because i was trying to like roll out the red carpet because you my people and all oh you know dead. but like yeah so and i think like they trip out because they're like people just aren't that nice out here but it's like no that's just me you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like I love to like you know if I have a plug somewhere I love to give it you know what I'm saying it's like mm. it's not a question. What about in the industry? What about polys in the industry? You ever run into any polys in the industry or? To be honest, no. Mm. Like it's crazy. Like I think the only one I run into the most is um, actually happens to be our uh, family member of ours, which is Sifa uh, Makeup by. Oh, shout out to Makeup yes. by Sifa. Shout oh, out to Makeup by Sifa. Yeah, who is literally doing his thing? Sifa. Like Sifa wow. is the epitome of manifestation. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I mean, that's Crystal Gang right there. And when I say Crystal Gang, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like Sifa is one of those people that's just like like light years beyond this planet mm-hmm. so shout out to Sifa um but Sifa's really the only one I see um I haven't really connected with a lot of Polynesians that work in this industry because I feel like there's a, a disconnect lot. yeah yeah you know, I feel like there's a disconnect me and Chiefy discussed this last last podcast I think or maybe the podcast before this but you know yeah. a lot of polys in the industry they it's hard to be in the industry without doing like stereotypical roles, you know what I'm saying? Bouncing yeah. for the club or, or um, being an actor and then acting yeah. as a bouncer for a club in a movie. Yeah. Right. It's like they really pigeonholed the poly community. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Especially because of like the stature and the size or whatever. But I think, you know, di- you know, disregarding the stature and the size and how we're built, I think, you know, with enough talent and enough drive we can be we can no totally and usually and some damn unity you know what i'm saying i do feel like there's a disconnect mind you can i share a quick story real quick yeah Mm -hmm. so i go to this party and i run into you know some some security guards and they're like oh yo is you doing security for so-and-so and And i said (laughs) oh "Oh, no baby you see this is my invite right here i'm I'm here for the party 
I was like, I know I got an all black, but damn, do I really look like a security guard? I was like, <laughs> and it doesn't um, help that you 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 stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. No, when literally. you're you know around, I don't know why I feel around like around like five six and one hundred and twenty five pounds. Like, <laughs> no, I it's Monty. Feel... It's literally it's literally in our DNA. We're just much bigger than everybody. Yeah. But it's like you know, I you feel can like the that... same as someone, but we just will. Still but you remember different. that scene that scene on, on Precious <clears throat> where she's getting ready for school oh with her gosh. big ass leather jacket on. <laughs> Or <laughs> she's seen a white girl with a little on. Like that's how oh I, think I feel. Like it's just kind of like I don't really see. So that, I don't know, but that's my own things. I need to slow down on. There's, there's too much good eating out here, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like I be feeling like I'm under the radar. I'm like I'm gonna wear all black and I'm under the radar. And I'm like, no, you wear all black and you look like security guard. I'm like, <laughs> not giving security guard. Just security guard realness. Just <laughs> just protect the president at all costs. Said, oh, are you security for da-da-da? Yeah, they was like, oh, I seen you came in with so-and-so. You doing security? And I said, oh, no, baby. This is not right. <laughs> I said, uh-uh. oh, no, okay, so you play football. And you're like, no, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> right, they're like, oh. You play sports? Yeah, you. I'm like, yeah, my sport is definitely restaurant. Monty, you forgot to, Monty, you forgot to add actor to the list. Because if you guys actor. don't remember Monty, Monty oh my played the mom. Oh Monty played the mom in our <laughs> First of all, um, I need to flag that, that video. Was, that shit was a motherfucking one, bro. If you go to my, oh my God. Silencio Slap, you can type in uh, Silencio. No. <laughs> See, this is the type of this is why I don't do that stuff on social media because this is what kind of comes around and they're like <laughs> no but this is the thing like this is why because you see when they watch stuff like that it cancels out all of my work they're like no, I, don't it does not. I don't care where you Shut DJ'd up. what you shot I don't care who oh, you styled dude. you will always be Pelesa Sisi's mom like, <laughs> that was not you really know, it's funny. a I'll career still move for me who will quote like different quotes like that you said on Pelesa Sisi and it's hilarious. not to mention I have like the worst tongue and ebonic accent <laughs> I just don't even try no more like I said something to, in tongue and to my dad over FaceTime the other day and he was like you speak talking? I'm like, uh, oh my yeah, gosh. Dad. You remember you used to teach me when I was like six? I'm like, yeah. Oh. He's no like, one, oh, I, I think any, a lot of people know that you speak Tongan. Like, you speak really yeah. good Tongan, too. He's like, oh, I thought you forgot. And I'm like, damn, does everyone just think I'm VKT or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, just DJ Vira Kaitare. I'm like, gosh. <laughs> DJ Vira Kaitare. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah, but, um, I, yeah, no, like this is this is definitely a calling card out to like all the polys that do work in in the industry that like maybe you know what I'm saying. You want to do something, you want to link up, like it's yeah. This is definitely a calling card. Hi, I'm available. I'm here. I don't know why. I just awesome. feel like yeah, because it feels like it feels like within our culture and our people, once we get something, it's kind of like we hold on to it so tight because we don't want nobody else to take it. Yeah. And it's like no one's going to take what's yours. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. yours is always going to be meant for you. <laughs> so if there's something you're hoarding, like you ain't doing nothing but blocking your own blessings. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. Exactly. You know, so I've always thought that that was weird AF. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That like people okay. would be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just mm-hmm. thought that that was just like weird. It's corny. It's stupid. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, know what? I think I'm gonna lose my virginity now. What? I think I'm how gonna can give you it lose up? something you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how could you lose something you never had? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm fucking dead. I'm like, are no, you watching someone else's live, live right now? No, I'm, I'm like, are you watching another live right now? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all Dwayne Johnson oh, live. <laughs> no, you're completely right. Like, you no, know, polys they get into a certain position, or not, not all of them. No, a lot of them. Yeah. They get into a certain position, and it's like, and all of a sudden, they don't know. Yeah, it's they like... don't want to help anybody. This is something. This is something common. This is something common that polys do, right? This is something common that polys do when they get into, like, when they get into like a position of like, when they start hanging out with a certain rapper, mm. like all of a sudden, oh yeah, see, I'm the only poly out here doing this, or you know, yeah. they 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 floss it, they put it up and this and that, and it's like they it's don't know what no all, more. but it's just like, like I've definitely been in situations where like I've seen like people out and we've clearly met. And it just kind of be like this, like, look, slow turn. And I'm like, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it ends up with me run, grab the hair, punch face. And then... <laughs> Whoops ass. Oh, my gosh, no. Monty, that Whoops reminds ass. me. What about when you um, motherfucking saw Beyonce? Oh, <sighs> now that was, oh, gosh, that was, I mean, okay, so picture this. First of all, I'm already ratchet as hell. So it's just kind of like, okay, we get it. But, like, today, that day was just, like, extra ratchet. So I was working for this designer on Fairfax, which is, like, next door to this really good restaurant called um, John and Vinny's. Get the facility if you go there. It's pretty amazing. Just saying. But, like, me and my homegirl, Nick, were back. We were working. And I was, like, and this is after hours. Like, this is, like, like 11 o'clock at night. We still at work working. <clears throat> they closed at 7. I don't know why they always had it <clears throat> late there all the time. Um. But we come out, right? Mind you, my belt buckle is unbuttoned. So my belt is hanging. <laughs> I got on some like vans with the back stepped on. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm oh, stepping on. Yeah. Like literally, like I had just slipped my feet into these shoes and stepped on the backs. I got some uh, ice cream stain on my shirt. Like I literally am looking like <laughs> just, just, you know what it's given. I come outside, mind you, so before we leave, she like, oh, grab the trash. Let's take the trash out before we go out. So, okay, I'm like, okay, cool. So not only do I look like I just been rolling around in the street for the last two days, I have a (laughs) bag of trash. Like, I have a big bag of trash (laughs) that I'm holding. So we come out of the, we come out the back, and literally these, like, two black trucks come up, and we was like, okay, who up in the air? Door opens. Jay comes out, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden, in all white, B steps out, and she literally looked, and I'm sitting there. We look like that couple, the old couple that's like holding the pitchforks. <laughs> you know that picture where it's like the mon pond they're holding, but except I'm holding yes. the trash, and I have a stained shirt, my belt buckles unbuttoned, and my shoes are like so, so. She probably was looking like, oh my gosh, look at these two homeless kids in the alley. Like, hi. <laughs> She literally waves to me and I like looked at her and I was just like frozen, like literally stuck. And I like waved back and I was like, okay. So then they like walk into the restaurant and she like literally it was just like time stopped. I mean, time stopped. I mean, I've seen her a couple of times after that, but that first time will always the first be like, moment, I'll yeah. never forget. Because I think um it was like the first night that her and Jay had gone out after they had um, Blue Ivy. So it's just kind of mm. like the first outing. And then like, I think yeah. the car behind them was like Kelly Rowland, her husband. But like, that was like really dope. Like 
time really stopped. And then I time started again and I realized I was had on a dirty shirt again. And <laughs> some garbage in my hand. No, but didn't you also say that you talked to your boss, Melody Asani, the designer, and she said that Oh she yeah. Had, she, she's friends with Beyonce. And she said, uh yeah, my coworker said he's seen you. And she's like, Oh yeah, I've seen him. <laughs> oh gosh, just oh my gosh. not cute. Like literally. You just... also have a you have a picture of yourself with Kil- Khaleesi? Oh, not Khaleesi. Khaleesi, Kel- Kel- Girl, uh, don't buy you hear me watching this. <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> First I of all, her name. what show is Khaleesi from? Um, uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. I don't watch that. So yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Khaleesi. Khaleesi is someone I've followed since... Like, gosh, i followed Khaleesi since... I was forever. like, yeah, forever. I mean, forever. she was. I just remember. I don't know if you guys remember the box music television that you like. You call in or. order videos, but like, that was the first time I saw caught out there, and it was just the first time. Because like growing up, I loved like alternative. You know, although I loved hip hop, I loved alternative music too. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everything from like um, garbage to Fiona Apple. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I love Fiona. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh gosh. I, I don't know. That's the nerd of me. Okay. <laughs> Talking about cis white woman Beverly Hills is coming on right now. Um, but like I loved all of that. So when I saw Khalees and I saw this, like, you know what I'm saying? Clearly she's a black woman with a green at you know, green curly, like textured hair who's just like screaming on a track, just going ham. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's that's dope. Like it just kind of I felt a connection there. Cause I was like, she's freaking sick. She's dope. Like, yeah. Anyone who can just be themselves, just a hundred and ten percent from the gate, is just yeah. That's just mm-hmm. an A in my book, like an A. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you've met like a ton of other people too. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah. feel like Missy we're just spreading the server. Missy, uh, Lauren Hill. Met Miss mm-hmm. Lauren. Yep. I actually, yeah, I had the opportunity to design some um uh sil- uh what are they called prototypes for her tour merch and oh wow yeah shout out to to melody for you know pushing that through there was there's been so many things that like i don't post on social media there's so many things that i don't mm-hmm. because it's like they're special things to me you know what i'm saying and yeah, honestly yeah i'm just grateful for the opportunity that's really what it is you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah. it's you know what i'm saying like i think sometimes we can get carried away with like who we celebrate and like oh this is dope that's no it's super dope but like you know, at the end of the day, right. it's like, it's, I know it's not things that happen normally for people every day, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, damn, like, there's a divine hand over my life, I guess. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pushing me no, through. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. Is there dope. any, is there any like horror stories like of being in Hollywood and meeting certain people or, did you, you just have what? like a bad story, like a bad experience with somebody or damn. I feel like, and you know, I always I always think this is it's so crazy because it's like I hear about horror stories from a lot of people I know, and I think back mm-hmm. on my situation. I'm like, I can't really I can honestly say like my experience here in LA has been like just the most smoothest, like I never feel, I have never felt like, you know what I'm saying, something wasn't going to happen. Or I never mm-hmm. felt like, mm-hmm. 
it was over. You know what I'm saying? I did feel though, like um, relationship wise, I felt like there was certain people that I met who would, it, depending on where the setting was, uh, depended on how they treated that, you, you know? Uh, so it was mm-hmm. like, sometimes you'll pull up somewhere and they won't see it for you, but then you come back wow. with somebody else that they right. see it for. And they're like, Oh, it's lit come through. And I'm like, I've never, like, I remember one time I had <laughs> yeah. like, um, so a big thing out here back in the day was like supper club. That was like the bit, when I moved to LA, that was like the biggest thing going. And so, mm. you know, everyone wanted to be in supper club, everyone wanted to go. And I think my first experience of like that Hollywood shit was like, I text a homie who literally worked at the club and I'm like, yo, me and a couple of girlfriends want to pop out. Like what's good. He texted right. me back and was like, send me a picture of each girl. I said, what? I was like, wait, why? Like, it shouldn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, send me a picture of each girl. So to fix him, I lied. I was like, you know what? That's a little unnecessary. I was like, we're here with Cassie. We was definitely coming, but never mind. Mind you, (laughs) never met Cassie a day in my life. I'm like, you did. I was like, my way. But since then, I have a sweetheart. But in my way that was like me being like i got one of the baddest chicks with me and you like you played yourself That's exactly right so stupid i know silly right just the, the dumb things you do and like look you know. hella said send me a picture of the girls and you said sifa you can't go <laughs> no i, and I, I said why is it, is it packed <laughs> i said oh is it my red sweater <laughs> no i said it's a red scarf Oh please, <laughs> bitch! I'm gonna fuck you up. Not the red scarf girls. <laughs> Do you remember y'all impressions the red scarf that she gave the little girl? <laughs> like was symbolic. It was like, here's my problems. You can have them now. You wear this red scarf. <laughs> She's like, Every time I wore this red scarf, I got my ass whipped. Tara was like, you can have it. Okay, I'm gonna turn around and the girl threw it on the, in the gutter. <laughs> right, she threw it in the gutter. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, definitely. I don't. I'm not surprised that Hollywood is like super, like you know, superficial. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's why it's so important for a lot of us creatives to not follow that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's important for you to show up in your dirty, ugly ass outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. go to the Grammys in your dirty outfit. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, pop yeah. out and be like, "This is me." You know, and it's like there's a place for everything, but like, wasn't like that said, you like, at the Grammys last year? No, literally, I look like I was gonna go and like sell drugs on the red carpet. Wait, what? I'm like, I literally look like a drug dealer on the red carpet. No, it, I mean, and nothing's wrong. I love drug dealer chic, but like, mm. I mean, I definitely should have had on. Everyone had on suits and dresses, and here I come with like black jeans, some black Air Maxes, a black bomber <laughs> jacket. I'm like, and some black gums. I'm like, no, literally, I just literally just. I don't know. Like, I feel like the only for me that way that I will feel comfortable existing in this town is if I just do it my way and just, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing. That's one thing that I tell people um, when I was living out in LA because I never wanted to like ever be in LA. Like, just ever since I was young, I just always felt like LA yeah. is just a place. It's just very superficial, and I just always like I never I do not fit in. I do not fit in in LA. Mm. So I remember when I was coming out to live with you, I was like, "Bitch, I ain't got nothing." I literally came out there with like one pair of shoes, like two <laughs> pair of shoes, 
that were fucking ugly as hell. I didn't have any clothes. Mind you, nothing. you didn't even have a double bag. You, bring a, you came with I a literally fall. came everything in a gotta fall. Literally came out to LA. I'm the like, how the did girl you get dropped again? me off. How did right. you get here again? I was in there for uh, Santa Maria. I was in Santa. I was in Santa Maria, and um, I saw um, I saw his friend Kenyella. His it was his girlfriend at the time. She was uh, on her way to L.A. for the uh, Beyonce concert that weekend. Remember, Diana and Coco were there, and so yeah. she was like, "I'll drop you off." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much." I hop in her car. She has a little BMW, mind you. I'm like the size of a fucking garbage truck. So I was already scared. Can open so the sunroof like, oh so God. your head can fit? <laughs> No, but I, I remember going around out to LA and, and I was like, I remember, um, I remember, um, I remember going out to LA and I was just like so scared. I was like, bitch, where the fuck am I gonna go? Like, oh. I don't have anything. Yeah. And then it was, it wasn't until Monty started like, Monty would get dressed to go here, and I'm like, Monty, you have a hole in the back of your um, jacket. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Let somebody say something. Okay, no, I'm not like, there's a hole okay. in the back of the jacket. I said, okay, turn it inside out. Like, <laughs> no, and then Monty would style. like go to work. Monty has this big ass hole literally in the middle of his pants, and he would just go out. Like Monty did not care. Oh my gosh. You mean the Remember ventilation the- jeans? Oh my gosh. Yes, the ventilation, the <laughs> ventilation jeans that you finally that you finally retired. I mean, I barely retired those because they just like couldn't hold any more fabric. Like right. it just like wouldn't stick. No, but Monty, it was stuff like that that you did that really made me confident and be like, you know what? Who gives a fuck, bitch? Let somebody say something. We finna, yeah. we whipping everybody out. Yeah. Mind you, everyone loved you. Everyone loved you out here. Like, everyone oh still asks gosh. about you to this day. They're like, where's Steve? I'm like, oh, gosh, she's back in the Bay Area. And because <laughs> I'm the nice, I'm the nice sibling. Monty was the mean one. <laughs> no, mind you, no, let me tell you. Everybody, all of Monty's friends and co-workers that I met, they're like, wow, you're so much nicer than Monty. <laughs> yeah, because I'll be letting them know. Like, get on my face. Yo, Monty was literally First of all, can we everybody. talk about the first party I ever threw in LA was at this warehouse called the Safari downtown. And so... I don't trust, you know, anybody with the door. So I'm like, okay, chief, you're going to do the door. You're going to take the money. Mind you, this one here is downstairs. I'm upstairs in the party. This one is downstairs, full beat, nightclubbing makeup, hair (laughs) skyrocketing to the roof. (laughs) And like, literally people are coming upstairs like, oh my gosh, I thought you was downstairs in it. And I'm like, what do you mean? It was like, I thought that was you with all that makeup on. I said, Y'all really think that that they're like <laughs> no literally so fast. They're like, oh my god! Everybody that walked in that knew Monty, which was pretty much everybody, were like, Monty, oh my gosh, you look so pretty! <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, Monty. Like everybody, I'm like, but mind oh, you, no, this was crazy. like not that long ago. But this really started <laughs> back in SAC at Food Max on Franklin when oh I gosh. literally was in one aisle, and all I hear from the other aisle is, "Hey, Monty, how you been?" All I hear is, "I've been good, girl." You all <laughs> say, I'm, "I'm like, who is talking?" I go around the girls like, "Wait, Monty." literally is looking like there's a doppelganger like in the same aisle and she's like yeah. wait which one is and i'm like they couldn't even tell us apart like yeah i remember that. Me, that that at that time that's when i that's when i used to dress like a boy i would have like my fade or whatever mm-hmm. i never used to dress as cute as monty but everyone was still like we looked so much alike at the time yeah. that everyone just always thought and i would always just be like i'm not monty i'm not monty blah 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 right and it just got to the point where i was like 
Hey girl. <laughs> there was one incident. There was one incident. I was at the store and this girl came up to me. This girl that I went to high school with, and we were close in high school. And we were like, she came up and she's like, How are you? I was like, Oh my gosh, Tresha, how are you? We're talking, she's like, then she goes, Monty, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. Oh my, my face literally Wait, I wanted to punch her. But you know, back. now that I think about that. It even goes back farther than that. Please tell them about the library. Oh, my <laughs> fucking gosh. Mind you, Martin Luther King Library was my spot. That was where I went to every... Uh, you guys wonder how I know a hella shit. It's because I used to go to the library and fucking read hella fucking books on, like, Polynesian culture and everything. I was, like, since elementary, right? So I go there, and I'm with my little sister and my best friend, rest in peace, Angie. We're there, and um, I'm, like, looking at books, and I always check books out. I go back and return. (laughs) So I get some books, and I'm, like, about to leave. Wait, how old are you? How old are you at this point? Oh, my gosh. I had to have been (laughs) in the seventh grade. Oh, sixth sixth or seventh grade. I remember I was very young. I actually don't think I was in seventh grade. I think I was in the sixth grade, because I remember having my uniform on. And I'm, like, getting ready to walk out. And this guy runs up from, like, the back of the library office. And he's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You're not getting away this time. No, no, no. Stop him right now. Get everything out of his back. I was like, excuse me? Me and me, Angie and me, I were looking at each other like, what the fuck? He's like, no, I know you. You're the one. You come here every day and you tear pages out of our magazine. And I was like, what? I was like, Yo. no, I don't. I was like, I don't even read magazines. Like, I never read the fucking magazines over there. Any. And when he when he said okay. magazines, I said, in my mind, I was like, fucking Monty. I remember one time Monty was at the library tearing pages out of the fucking magazines. Let me tell you, I used to go to the library and go ham because they would get all the new, like, right on Black Beat. Word up magazines like all the late latest vibe. Edition. They had everything, mm-hmm. so I would go in there, snatch every single TLC picture, every single Alia picture. Like I used to leave a magazine with like four pages, like four pages, <laughs> just oh four pages, God. and they would always try to like freaking catch me. So one day the dude finally grabbed my arm. <laughs> this older like African gentleman who like was really nice didn't speak to him like much English, but he literally was like. He was cool. You could tell, like, he was just trying to do his job. EO grabbed my hand, hella kicked in the knee, run. I was like, uh-uh, get the fuck <laughs> off me. Get up off me. Yeah. Just trying to grab my jacket. I'm sitting there, like, just just a thief. Like, a thief. Like, <laughs> fucking thief. A and here thief. goes little old me, just getting my no, education No, hella on. trying to get an education. Mind you, I'm skipping hella school. True. <laughs> stealing magazines. The only reason why I'm going to the library is so I can go instigate a fight. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> Hello, I used to go on at the um at the, the library, library community center community center. Oh my gosh, gosh. where was what spot in Sac wasn't there to fight at? Very true. Right. I mean, because they even fought at church a couple of times. Oh my gosh, a couple <laughs> of times, and it was gosh. only the old ladies. Okay, we ain't gonna say no names, so I know y'all <laughs> grandchildren is listening to this podcast. <laughs> We're not gonna dirty ladies. up your name like that. How about they're ripping their own clothes off? Okay, <laughs> okay. We said, um, ma'am, this just turned okay. into a what t-shirt? She said, no, 
She ripped my shirt off. She said, no, stop, Rip. Paula said, get off of me. I'm like, ma'am, there's no one here. Oh, my God. <laughs> ma'am, there's no one here. <laughs> I remember years ago, the boys, the Sacramento boys, had all gotten into it or something. Ooh. And they had called the police. And mom had ran in the middle of it to stop everything. So she's like, everyone's literally finna get locked up. And there were all the boys that, like, grew up with us and everything. So she runs in the middle of it, and then the fucking policeman comes and fucking maces her in the face. <laughs> Not maces her. And I'm like, oh, and everyone else gets away. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh my god. Okay, she been about that thug life. Hella. No, she really was. She really was because I remember where we lived in Meadowview. There was, it was Bloods. It was all the Bloods, yeah. and they all they loved they loved Rallis and Grandma because they would just like sit outside and water the grass, and they'll just walk by and say, "Hey, what's up, Mama?" What's up, Mama? <laughs> like all of them. And one of them was actually shot in front of our house. What? One of us was shot in front of our house. I had to have been like four or five, and I was actually a witness. I actually witnessed the whole thing, and. I was supposed to go to court, but then Rallis said she didn't want me to. She didn't want me to because I was too young and uh, this and that. And they said, and and it makes sense. I don't remember it exactly. I actually do have flashbacks of looking out the window and Damn. seeing um hella police lights and stuff. And um, but because I always used to be awake at like literally at like fucking two in the morning. That was my thing. I was always up in the kitchen making me a sandwich. And it's so funny because mom and them was always say like whenever they heard humming coming from the kitchen, they knew it was me. And I was making <laughs> something. <in it. laughs> Not a humming bee. Hella humming. But I was born at two forty five in the morning. Just a girl. So scout. I wonder if that has something to do with it. <laughs> it probably does. It probably really does probably have does. something to do with you. Like kind of just naturally, your body alarm clock wakes up and says, mm, "Want a sandwich?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I said, hmm, halt, okay, Shannon. And I looked out the window. He said, hmm, <laughs> So stupid. Sausaka oh is real God. as fuck, though. Like, it's like yeah. so, like shootings, fights, gang shit, yeah. drugs, like anything but that the you crazy could ever thing imagine. Is everybody will funk, but don't let somebody from another city come down here. Like, oh. It, all oh. of a sudden, close ranks, whole city fights uh-huh. against this person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So it's so crazy. Is there anything like similar that you experienced in LA that you ever experienced like create like a crazy event or something in West Hollywood? Mm. I wouldn't think so, but no, it's totally Monty night and day. Crazy event because Monty and B used to go around for <laughs> not fight everybody. <laughs> I love that's my girl, my best friend. Shout out B. Who gave me my I backbone? I was always such a sweet person, and then B was like, "Uh, uh-uh, you need to toughen up." And then I started to have <laughs> to fight. Um, no, I love her so much. She's everything. She like, you know, shout out to those friends that like come into your life at a time where like, you know, before I moved to LA, I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, I've never really been vocal about this, but before I moved here, like my life just it fell apart. Like life in Sacramento was. Um, this was about like 2010, um, things, I just, I wasn't very responsible, you know, Mm. I wasn't very responsible. Like I, I, you know, made a ton of money, paid no bills, would get Mm. tickets everywhere, didn't pay them off. Like, Mm. I just kind of was like, really, I don't know what the hell I was going through. I was just, I guess, feeling like I was above it all and just wasn't serious. You know what I'm saying? Then things, I feel like God started to take things away slowly and slowly. 
until I was like left with nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean, we even lost our like family home. Like I was living on friends' couches. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of like really got real. Like I would say that was like my rock, rock bottom that I just kind of like, I can remember to this day, like just like walking home from work at like 29 years old, thinking to myself, like, you're a loser. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it just was kind of like everyone I had gone to school with or I had worked with had progressed so far beyond like what I was doing that it just, I just literally had no choice but to just carry on and just keep going. Cause like there, like, I wasn't going to do nothing else. You know, I wasn't going to harm myself. I wasn't going to like, right. you know what I'm saying? It, that just wasn't an option for me. I was like, you going to make it. You just got to, you got to figure it out and you got to tough you it out. satisfied with where you're at. Nah, like, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, it was bad. Like, I mean, you already know the transit system in SAC is like nothing. So I would get off work at 12 and it'd be like, okay, hour and 45 until the next one comes. So I'm like sitting at a bus stop for like an hour and 45 minutes waiting to take a bus or a train home and then getting there and walking like damn near a mile or two to get home. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like everything fell apart. And um, my friend B um, was younger than me at the time, like probably by like, I'd say like six, seven years, like younger than me. And she really just reflected who I was and reminded me who I was. And she really mm-hmm. like, you know, brought that. And that's why it's so important to give people their flowers or to just, you know, be there for people. Um right. You know what I'm saying? When you can, because you never know what they're going through. I don't think yeah. B knows that she is the real reason why I was able to pick up those pieces and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. really was like somebody that really reflected me and was like, you probably don't remember, but I need you to remember who you are. And mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. only reason besides God, why I'm probably doing what I love to do now is because mm-hmm. someone like her took time out of her day to like, remind me about who I was you know Mm -hmm. and I think in our community we don't talk enough about the downside of things because it's all about a look sometimes you know what I'm saying we're like we have to conceal all of the hardships and the hurt within the family Mm -hmm. because we want it to look to the public that it's like oh so everyone can see everything's fine everything's Mm -hmm. not fine you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything is not mm-hmm. fine. And that's why it's so devastating when stuff comes out because they're like, oh my gosh, did you hear? And it's like, yeah, it happens in every family. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. it's yeah. not news, you know? But, but that's also part of the American <clears throat> dream yeah. is, you know, literally going from rags to riches yeah, or like, but, you know, and that's when you thing. hit rock bottom, yeah. that's part of human But that sucks that that's... Hitting rock bottom and, you It know, sucks building. that that's the story that they want us to have. They want right. us to have this rags to riches dream. You know what I'm saying? Why can't it be mm-hmm. from riches to more riches? You know what I'm saying? It's almost mm-hmm. like we've been taught that, like, you've been given this life and it's a bit of nothing and you're going to work. You know what I'm saying? And and this is the formula for you to, to, um, to become rich. You go to school, mm-hmm. you could get out, you get a job, you work really hard, you start a family. You know what I'm saying? It's like this like mm-hmm. formula that like, <clears throat> I think now has changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. think yeah. of how many people weren't able to chase their dreams or weren't able to live out their lives the way they wanted to because society had set up this whole like idea of what the American dream was. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When in actuality, like we're free, right? So it's kind of like the American dream should just be that. Like you're free mm-hmm. like to right. make your choices, right. to do what you want to do. And of course we all need some guidelines. We all need some discipline, but I mean, for the most part, like let people live, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let them live their own damn lives. Like, because yeah. when you peace out from sure. here, like, you know what I'm saying? And you didn't live. That's why it's so many damn angry spirits running around now. You didn't let these people <laughs> live. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they on the other side, like, I ain't get to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at all these kids twerking on the grass now. I want to do that. Why couldn't I do I that? Wanted... You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I, I wanted to do that, but I couldn't even show my ankles. Right? I had to wear a knee-length skirt. Look at these girls walking around with their mahi on. I wanted to do that. <laughs> look at her with their mahi lahi on. I wanted to do okay. that. <laughs> our, aunts, our ancestors are all like, look at them wearing clothes. I wanted to wear clothes, but we didn't have that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Said, no, I got a rash from the banana leaves. <laughs> so but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, it's Michael Rash. Yeah, no, it's just like I don't know. I've reflected a lot, especially um being fortunate enough to have a relationship with someone like Frederica, who, you know what I'm saying, is active and avid and changing, you know what I'm saying, the mm-hmm. narrative of what our culture, the language of our culture. Shout out to her and you know everyone that's in the works of of doing that you know to kind of change things up and i love culture i love um you know i love a i just love it all you know what i'm saying but i also yeah. love the mm-hmm. idea of people being able to like express do their thing culture. express yeah. yourself we'll you know what i'm saying what they want. Yeah. you know i will always yeah. say like my sister i would always i feel <sighs> like i would always try to create things to be like oh look i'm being good like look i'm doing and my sister would literally stop me and, and my sister Poto would say just be yourself just be yourself mm-hmm. that's all yeah. just be yourself and yeah. it was her telling me that that made me feel like you know what you're enough you know what i'm saying you yeah. ain't gotta you ain't gotta do what everyone else is doing or follow these guidelines to feel like you know, you can exist within our culture or within the family. You know what I'm saying? It was like, just be yourself. And after she told me that, like, that literally, like, you know, that just really was just what did it for me. Right. You know, when your family. Yeah, she said, oh, no. Okay. What she we... said, what did I do? <laughs> what did I unleash? Right. Yeah. Shout oh, out to yeah, family. That... That's true. It, yeah. You have to be yourself. You have to mm-hmm. chase what you feel is right, even though society or, you know, your culture says otherwise. Um, and the American dream, the old American dream is very rigid. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. family, you know, do be a good person, have kids, all that shit. But in reality, um, the dream is what you make it. Yeah, but I, let, let me let me let me clear something up real quick, because when I had mentioned the American dream, I was comparing it to the yeah. Tongan way of thinking of not talking about yeah of from, what yeah what they think the American about, dream is yeah but but then I was saying well you know part of the American dream is is talking about where you came from is talking about how you had nothing and then you built you built this this thing and maybe you know it's maybe it, it isn't so much the american dream but it's just outside of the tongan culture yeah. you know because you know culture can 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 also feel like a prison you know no, can, it, can also, can, is, can it can be, be yeah. a prison and yeah. especially with with the the tongan culture now you know because you know hearing learning about like our ancient culture from before you know there was so much more leeway <clears throat> Um, back then compared to now obviously because of um, you know um, 
our influences with you know um post post uh colonization yeah. and yeah. um you know christianity and stuff like that but no absolutely and it's just like it's it's good for you to talk about that stuff monty because that is real life and people relate to that shit you yeah. know what i mean and people relate to that and you know someone who's so inspired by you hearing that story will be like damn i can make it you know you know monty went through it like you know people who are looking right. up to him like monty been through it like if monty can do it then i definitely can do it and this and that and like yeah because you the know thing it's is like, always good to, to talk about that i just think like you know what i'm saying like clearly like we said before at first glance of instagram you would never think you know you oh think, there's yeah. a struggle you know what i'm saying but right. it's like no like every day is a struggle you wake up you struggle with looking in the mirror you struggle mm-hmm. with self-acceptance yeah. you struggle with um you know, especially us, like we monitor everything we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we literally like there's a point in my life where I literally try to speak with a deeper tone in my voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To try to disguise any bit of, right. you know what I'm saying, difference. And and it's just kind of right. I look back now and I'm like, yo, like, you know, like fuck whoever fucking made me feel like I had to do that bullshit. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, but then yeah. again, it's kind of like, well, then fuck me because it probably was just me being insecure. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so it's kind of like you know, you just got to take your L's and roll with it. I mean, something else mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to touch on too that I think that's uh, a lot of people lose, um, you know, kind of sight of is timeline. I think, you know, we all have plans for our lives and we all like, oh, yo, by such and such age, I'm be doing this, I'm gonna be doing that. And it's like, no, that's great. But I fell victim to that real bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you just couldn't mm-hmm. tell me at 35, I was going to be barely just cracking into you know, the scope of right. what my career is, but like, it takes time. And like, I've had a couple of kids, like, and I say kids, cause I'm like clearly a dinosaur, but <laughs> I've had some younger people ask me like, yo, how do I get to where you're at? And I'm like, listen, I'm like, how old do you think I am? They're like, uh, 25. And I'm like, uh, try 35. And they literally are like, he- lights are like headlights. And I'm like, no, like, I know it might seem, you know what I'm saying? Like everything just happened overnight, but it's been a long time. It's and a while, yeah. Yeah, and it could be different for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like it could be different. Your stuff could pop right tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's yeah. really just on basically our plans are already written. Yeah. Our plans are written. It's just the choices that we make choose the road that will take us to where we need to go. It's like those books they used to read and be like, Oh, for this ending, jump to page six forty six. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like your li- I feel like your life is already written. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm, just right, your choices right. that really depict. You know what I'm saying? Right. How it yeah. happens, and you know, just like being kind to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we yeah, all go through important. so much bullshit, and we're like always like talking down to ourselves, and it's like. Yeah, you keep saying that shit. Everyone else is going to believe it, too. So why yeah. don't you change the narrative and say good things to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't get conceited now. But, right. <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. You know, but have a backbone. Have a little something for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give yourself some credit because it, it's not that easy to wake up every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And face yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do uh, with you. You know, when you're when you're beating yourself up like every day about you know mm-hmm. the same thing or, or or certain things and then when you hear it again from an outside source it's yeah. like 16 times as worse yeah and that's why I you tell like, yourself that stuff yeah. every day so and I, that's why important and i've yeah. noticed like within our community like a lot of younger parents have been 
you know, doing the whole like, oh, we don't hit our kids thing. You know what I'm saying? Or they're like, we kind of watch what we say to our kids and like, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? For making mm-hmm. that conscious decision to kind of change. Because if you want different results, you got to make different choices. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I Breaking think, the cycle. <clears throat> yes. And that's the thing. Like, we can all hold on strong to our rich culture, but let's mm-hmm. break the toxic cycles. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. there are... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some toxic, materialistic things that Definitely. we are all attached to that, like, yeah. we could literally clearly give up, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to, to be more happy. Because it ain't exactly. money. Money ain't going to make you happy. You mm-hmm. could believe that. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, self-worth, family, love, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Being a good person, like, there's nothing better than that, big, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Being yeah. a great person. And just being grateful for what you got. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, if you got, you know, less than somebody else, it's fine. Be grateful for that because I guarantee the minute you're grateful for that, something else is going to come across your table. Mm-hmm. And you'll be oh, like, damn, yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. It's like yeah. life is sweet, but them little bonuses, let me tell you, mm-hmm. maybe them bonuses. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, those would be the hardest. Yeah, you know, it, it, can, it can always be worse, too. It can always be worse. Always. Just, I mean, it is you know, worse. Just being grateful. So, so <clears throat> many people. So that's why it's just kind of like, you yeah. know, knowing what I know now, I wish I could go back in the day and mm. and be a little bit more kinder to people who I didn't know if they were coming for me. I just thought they were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. like they copy were going through something worse than I was, you know? Mm. And thank, yeah. you know, and and thank the heavens I was blessed with a tough heart and tough skin because there's a lot of people who aren't. You know what right. I'm saying? And those right. are the people mm-hmm. that like we need to be kind to and we need to like show compassion for because you know, they they act out in different ways and then they end up in situations right. like in jail or dead mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they just didn't have someone there for them or they didn't have an outlet where right. they felt like, you know, they could be themselves. Yeah. Right. And yeah. is that is that what you would have told the younger you? Hmm. What I would have told the younger me was just keep doing you. You're gonna be just fine. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 don't don't tone it down. Like I feel like yeah. a lot of the times like I toned myself down. Because I didn't want other people to feel uncomfortable when, in fact, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I did the biggest disservice to myself. I you made did, yeah. myself uncomfortable to make other people feel good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. what sense does that make? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think along the way, it did teach me some humility about myself and to be like, you know what? Yeah, you loud, you crazy, but just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like give people, give it to people in increments. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I did notice is that even though I was wild and fun and crazy, like right. a lot of people wasn't ready for that. You know, yeah. they weren't beat for it. They were just kind of like, you know, it just was very, very odd, very peculiar. Like my mom would say, like, <laughs> very peculiar, very peculiar. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, a lot of the times it was a very, ta- you know, it was in a tasteful way, you know. And I think that's what drew people. That's what drew people towards you. Yeah, you know, was just your 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 wild your fun versatility. Oh, yeah, like your your bad mm-hmm. Valehawa and Talahui, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know and anyone you're else. Still very much that. I'm like, I don't know anyone else in like sixth grade who's like literally talking with like the people at church teach, trying to teach you a lesson. And I'm like, I'm going to cuss you out now. You know I'm, I'm dead. Saying? You did that? 
I was terrible. I don't. I'm. I don't even know why they Monty kept. They burned down the locker room at his. Gym. I don't know why <laughs> the heck they even kept inviting me to Boy Scout camp after I like would torch people's shoes. Like this bad. It's oh terrible. <laughs> I, you know, I acted out in so many different ways. That's why it's kind of like when I see bad kids, like my you understand. Heart, it goes out to them so yeah. bad because I'm like, baby, you going through something. Like, right. you know, like it wasn't until my sister pulled me to the side. And literally, you know, had a little talk with me about, you know, why I could be acting out in these ways that it really opened my eyes to being like, damn, like, is it deeper than, you know, just this surface level stuff? And I was just like, yeah, guess it is. But, you know, I don't know. It's just crazy. You got to. Sometimes you just need need somebody to listen to you. No, for real. Especially when you're a kid. And that's like, you know, one of my biggest dreams is like. I love to go back to Thongan and, you know, create, you know, some type of, of, of center for the arts, for those kids out there. Because, be you know, so they're so dope. crafty. Yeah. Be those so, kids so are crafty. Dope. Like, you know, and I just, you know, not saying that our experience here in America is any better than that, you know, of what they experienced. But I think, you know what I'm saying? If there's something that we could, you know, generate there that would help them, you know, see farther beyond, you know, what they can see and just be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm creative. I can do this. I can do that. You yeah. know, you could be anything you want. Like as cliche yeah. as that sounds, like because there's no. a whole another yeah. world outside of Thona. Yeah, you know, and a lot of kids don't know that. Yeah, you know, they, you know, now they have access to like yeah. social media. But, but it sucks they that see like the fake shit. It, you know? Yeah, and it sucks that what they see on social media is not real. It's not. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this mm-hmm. like false. Um, you know, perception of what you're supposed to like. No, life is not mm-hmm. lit every day. You know what I'm saying? Nah, life is yeah. not TikTok. Definitely every day. not. You know no. what I'm saying? Life yeah. is not a fit every day. Like it bugs me out that like even you know I've heard kids like be like, oh, I you know I I want to wear Gucci shoes. First of all, fetus, sixth grader. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you go learn how to wipe your ass before you sit here Seriously. and wear a designer that clearly ain't checking for you? You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, right. You you know what I'm saying? Like it's just just the wrong shit is like so important now and it, it like really gets mm-hmm. under my skin. But what I told myself was like, listen, you're not gonna complain. Just like they say, be the change you wanna see. That's it. Exactly. It ain't no more exactly. to say. Yeah. You know, because people can yeah. sit up here and talk about shit all day, what they want to do, but are you gonna do it is the question. So that's really right. kind of how I put myself in the headlock and be like, all right, now shut up. Because you complain it, but you're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, yeah especially oh, one important. Thing I wanna... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I think I think that's that's important, especially coming from, from Tonga, like a third world country, where as, you know, people and kids, they need their basic needs met first. You know, mm-hmm. and they don't really see anything outside of having their basic needs met, which is, yeah. you know, food, water, um, a job, money you know, a living, mm-hmm. like something to sustain themselves off of. So, you know, the anything outside of that, like for Tongans, it's like, what? You want to do what? You want to style clothes? What the fuck? Yeah, you don't want to work for, for 60 years and break your fucking back and like maybe not have a pension, you know, when you're 75? Yeah, like, that's, 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 that's the kind of thing that they they can't see a life outside of that. So, yeah, because um, yeah, they even brought that. that culture. They even brought that 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 said that mentality here yeah. to America, which is why a lot of us first generations weren't able to really express ourselves the way we wanted to. Yeah, because it was kind of like brought... no. Yeah, it was just kind of like mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <Not happening. laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because nobody wants to work a nine to five every day and be miserable. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I read that um that really like you know it stuck with me to this day that I read when I was a kid was like if you don't see the job or if there's not a job out there that you want, like you need to create it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think like I feel like like I don't know. I feel like we're so in this world in this time where like the magic is gone. You know, mm-hmm. like that's why I mean, I, people could say what they want, but let me tell you, I love Disney down. You know what I'm saying? Because Disney would give <laughs> you magic. Disney yes, would give right. you this magical moment that's like, I want people to really believe that, yes, your life can be magical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can mm-hmm. literally, like, you can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? If you just really dig deep down inside and believe in what you're doing, believe in yourself genuinely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you could definitely move mountains. You know what I'm saying? And like, but people, because they don't maybe mirror what's happening on social media, they don't think it could happen. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or like, it's just kind of like, okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but I need something in my hand right now. And we're so like bent on this whole instant gratification thing that like we even get upset when like Postmates is like five minutes too late. It's like first right. of all, lazy. Yeah. You couldn't even get up and get your own damn food, so chill. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're so, or yeah. like when a, a 15 second ad comes on, we're like, oh my gosh! Like, do you remember when commercials were literally like five to seven five minutes? To seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. yeah. Now, now imagine 15 seconds, and even that's too damn slow for us. Like, we right. need to slow down. Like, we don't got too fast. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Everything is too like we can't even enjoy our lives because just taking you know, things for granted. Yeah. Right. And every yeah. yeah. And that's why like right now I'm just trying to live my life like as a key. Like, you know, I just mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep key my whole way from here on out. Like yeah, you I know, feel I told it. myself, you know, I'm gonna start saying yes, you know, instead of saying no to gigs and stuff like that. Just because it's like, you know, I just need to I I don't know, I need to get back out there. Yeah. It's been so long. I've just been putting things on the back burner, yeah. just being all up in my head and shit like that and it's like dude like what happened like you know i used to be this person where i was just like don't give a fuck you know don't give a fuck don't give a fuck about this don't give a fuck about that and i'll just do what i I do because well you know every you know every year we grow like i feel like every year we grow becomes you know we we like it's like it's like they say like what what's that saying we're like the grown up something or something about like growing up and, and the child, you know, don't grow up too fast. It's a trap. You know what I'm right. saying? And that's really what it is. Yeah. I think it's a real state of mind. Cause like, you can't tell me I ain't 18. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. you know, just 35 and pushing it. But like, you can't right. tell me I'm not 18. Like it really is a state of mind. Like I'd be mm-hmm. feeling like people sometimes let that number, that age number, really peg you and put you in a box to where you feel like okay now i'm 30 i need to act like a 30 year old well what does Mm -hmm. a 30 year old act like you know what i'm saying or like what does a 35 year old act like i don't know why don't you just act how the hell you feel like you know what i'm saying like right exactly it's good to have some guidelines but you know like damn like loosen the hell up and chill like figure it out you know make do what makes you happy because like i feel like we're all so you being yes people to our our parents, our culture, not wanting to disappoint people. You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. when mm-hmm. why are we so willing to sacrifice ourselves, you know what I'm saying, for the enjoyment of others so someone else could feel good? Like, no. 
Or go exactly. touch yourself over there and make yourself feel good. I ain't doing it no more. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not doing, doing it no more. Because it's not servicing me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Lil Duval had, had tweeted um, something along the lines of, if you're over 30, stop rapping. Or like, if you're over 30, stop trying to be a singer or some yeah. shit like that. I disagree wholeheartedly. If Hella disagree. Like, there's no, there's no age limit to what you can do. And you yeah. shouldn't put restrictions on yourself, as, you know, as far as, you know, age or yeah. your disability or what you got going right. on with you, your mental illness. Nothing should stop you from pursuing what you no, want. No, because that's... Right. There are people out there with no arms that drive with their feet. <laughs> Listen. Literally, like, they eat And you used to feet. date one. Right. <laughs> I did, and you know what? He was actually the love of my life. But... Them buff ass feet. <laughs> you know, he just—I guess I just wasn't—I wasn't the girl for him. Well, you were too much arm. I, I was too much arm and no legs. First of all, this reminds me of those damn titles from the first forty-eight. Like, listen, whoever does the titles for their shows is just dead wrong. Like, okay, so I guess like they find this man who like was killed at a pizza shop so like the title of the show is the last slice like why would you, like why would you title that or like they found a man with like no legs who was dead in an apartment and oh the title God. was like didn't stand a chance and i'm like who is like titling these like first of all this is people's lives somebody's and, a like, fucking troll right you're trolling me. that sounds like t- that sounds like my kind of title no it sounds like no, you're the one real. doing the captions for it. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious but like what do you guys feel about like the state of like what kind of like where our culture is in i guess where our culture our culture space in pop culture today like do you think there is one like what is like you guys even feel like you know what i'm saying like what do you think that looks like do you think we're veering away too far from um you know cultural normalities that like you know what I'm saying? Just I like feel, we're, I feel like we're not doing enough. Yeah. Like I feel like we as Pacific Islanders, we have so much to fucking offer this world that I feel like we are so consumed with other people's cultures that we forget that we have an awesome culture. Well, can we I, have an awesome fucking culture and you know, that I didn't nobody really realize that until tonight touch. when I was watching Love and Hip Hop. And mm-hmm. they are literally in New York City at some place called Kava Sutra. Sorry. Oh y'all. my gosh. Kava <laughs> oh, yeah, Sutra, the, dude. The yeah. Oh my We're gosh. Like, they're literally like, I think it was like Jonathan and Sin Santana are like drinking out of a metal Kava cup, mm-hmm. drinking Kava. And they're like, my mouth is numb. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> is this really our contribution to pop culture <laughs> drinking kava on love and hip-hop like and it's not even uh, one of us I'm right like, right and they're right. not even describing the ceremonial purposes behind it like it's literally exactly. well, see, that place is not tra- is owned by palamis that's what i'm saying that like, it's just kind of like by white people but that's what i mean like you know we're so busy trying to mimic other people's culture that we're letting other people not real yeah that we're letting other people literally steal from right under our fucking and not kava sutra like why you got it right that's actually monty that place that place is very controversial in the poly community yeah because that place not only um not only does that but they they literally like 
They're transphobic. They're, they're transphobic. Homophobic. They're homophobic, and they Damn. say that 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 Pacific Islanders don't know anything about Gava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but we came. Oh gosh! But that's See, our word. That's a, yeah. That's the type of thing that like, literally makes me go on, Yeah, that's like the yeah. thing that makes me go on Yelp and like go ham. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, about to go under their Yelp. I'm gonna go under their Yelp. Okay, going back to what we were talking about, like we have so many great singers. Like you know, we have so many great composers um, coming from the Pacific Islands. Like um, fucking. To start off, fucking Ngatu, first of all, like, top of cloth. Like, that is so fucking insane. Like, you know, and, like, that's why I love seeing people create create gowns and things out of, like, top of cloth. Like, that's literally our people. Right. And it's just, like, you know, and I don't even want to be a part of pop culture. I don't care to be right. a part of pop yeah. culture. But I, I want mean. our people to know and to see that we are just as good as everybody else. We don't need to conform, quote unquote, like you know. Yeah, take like you know. But I get it. You know, we we all live in the our product of yeah, Yeah, product product of our environment. Yeah, Yeah. and so you know, I get it and stuff like that. But it's like you know, we we need to start being the people like you were saying. Like you had, there was no you to look up to, yeah. you know. And so like now, that's our it's it's our time, and it's I, I feel like it's our duty now to be the people for the younger generation to look up to. So that way they know that you know our PI people we're bomb. Like we're bomb as fuck. Yeah. Right. We have so much to contribute to this world, and we you know we. We are owed a lot of respect, especially like with this whole like environment, like the global warming and climate change and everything and and our own people like literally like having to like evacuate their homes back in the islands because you know it's literally sinking because of global warming and like you know I feel like we're being so fucking disrespected by the rest of the fucking world who just don't care to fucking you know give a shit yeah, about it because it don't affect them because yeah. it doesn't affect them and i yet. feel like we have Look, such a strong yet. voice <laughs> yes no and but it is affecting them but it's not affecting them as bad as it's, as it's affecting us yeah and so um but yeah i mean like we are a bomb ass fucking people and i need all of us to fucking see that understand that and fucking that's all motherfucking yeah. period and and to be yeah. honest it really starts within self and it starts within the work that you do so i think the fact that you guys have an open forum podcast where you're able to have these conversations is the start of you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's the start of your contribution to this change you know what i'm saying and i think everyone else who like is starting up their things or doing something out of the norm you know what i'm saying like you are also mm-hmm. adding because this is this is the thing it's not one of us that's going to carry us through the threshold you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's all of us like you know all what I'm of saying? Us are collective, like, everyone yeah. exactly like all of us are, as a collective are going to have to be supportive and and you know that even like brings me back to like you know even if there is something i don't agree with you know what i'm saying but knowing like okay look we can agree to disagree but i still support you because right. you pi fam you know what i'm saying right. like except for like dumb shit like when it's just dumb, it's dumb shit, yeah. unnecessary, like, <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. yeah Damn. keep that shit and get up on my face <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like you know for the most part like i know a lot of people you know disagree with some choices that you know people make you know what i'm saying it's not like, cool we yeah. can agree to disagree but right. like do we step does that mean we don't support each other or exactly. you know what does no, that look exactly. like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a, there's definitely a place for for our culture in in pop culture. You know, there's definitely a place for polys in pop culture, um, especially because we are a, an indigenous people. You know how much you know the pop culture world fetishizes indigenous culture. Period. Like no matter where right. it comes from, and they take from it. They take mm-hmm. from indigenous culture, not just from our culture, but like different cultures all around, and they use that. You know, in their art or whatever, which is okay. But you know, it's it's just a telling of the time that that it's important for one of us to step up and give to the you know the world something something that a person that comes from that place. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing like from having somebody from that place giving to the world, you know, their own piece of the culture as it is instead of what people perceive it as, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. It is so true. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, people fuck it up. And it's like yeah. like the fucking tribal, the fucking tribal, I don't know, what is it, tights or some shit like that? And yeah. And looks weird. Doesn't even look like <laughs> fucking, right. some fucking weird ass, like, designs like Z- that are not like polynesian yeah xena tribal, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, xena tribal. <laughs> warrior princess tribal print i'm like i can't oh, that's my bitch. <laughs> no for real like who else could stand on the ladder and like kick it and then it spins across the whole like forest okay. <laughs> oh my gosh was xena ever based off a comic because she was just iconic i feel like she yeah, was she was based she off was... of me you... <laughs> First of all, you're Gabrielle. She was based off my past five. You're Gabrielle. You definitely ended up being a lesbian by the end of the season. I'm like, Gabrielle was hella the lesbian girl. I mean, and just annoying. Like, why did it's like those stereotypical roles that made me think every redhead was annoying? Right. She was the um. She was the side. She was the annoying sidekick. Yeah, but like weaker sidekick. Like yeah, but like if you think about it, like even if you watched Buffy, like. What was the the girl Willow? Willow. Like, Willow. why she had to have red hair and she was like annoying too? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then she ended up being a lesbian, so it's just kind of like, damn, like oh y'all really God. made me feel like redheaded girls with bangs. That's a sidekick is gonna be a lesbian. Be and a that's just lesbian. like um, Ginger Spice. Was yeah, she a lesbian? Was she a lesbian? I mean, who is a damn lesbian at this point? <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've had my few um, lesbian experiences. Mm, okay, I'm lying, you guys. I'm lying. So. <laughs> I just made I just made out with the, the lesbian, but I mean, call ended. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> um, that too much, literally. <laughs> too freaking much thank you so much Monty just for coming in here and, and showing like you know and just sharing with us a lot of your wisdom um, you know great laughs and just your art you know sharing uh, us with, you know sharing with our viewers your art or well technically listeners and supporters your art and I hope you know people find inspiration in what you do and and basically who you're about mainly for the most part yeah. for me at least because you know you're just an awesome individual and i think oh, i love you guys you know, thank you you know and that's not just coming from me because you know you're a family yeah no i truly appreciate it i mean for the most part like this is you know i mean i jumped to this opportunity because i'm like of course i would love to chat with y'all you know what i'm saying and like i know Mm -hmm. when we get together we don't ever really get to have that conversation conversations because we're too busy caught up laughing about dumb shit you know what i'm saying but you know to the 
to PI community out there, like it's really your time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's your time to create, really you know, yeah, your own lane for what you want to do and how you want to live your life. You know, and I think, you know, like I said, I'm all for rules. I'm all for boundaries. I think it's great. You know what I'm saying? But I also think it's important to find your space and right. to use your time, you know what I'm saying, to create right. the life that you want to live that's going to make you happy. Because at the end of the day, like, that's all that matters. You know, right. you are you are no good mm-hmm. to anybody in your family, in your circle, in this world, if you don't feel, you know what I'm saying, like you're giving yourself just do you know exactly you know there's like job yeah there's jobs like i won't even take because i'm like i'm good you know what i'm saying like it just ain't enough money in the world that's gonna make me feel you know what i'm saying if it's something that's like going against how i feel or what i feel Mm -hmm. like is cool for me like it Mm -hmm. just ain't worth it so let's stop selling ourselves short yeah and know our worth and really aim for the sky and you know just elevate that's all let's elevate as a people let's do it yes love it and let's celebrate like the like the smart people and when i say smart i'm not knocking the creatives but i'm like there's really people out there that like bending the universe in like the field of law or like the field of like oh yeah you know medicine and it's just kind of like we never like these poly pages on instagram y'all don't post them Exactly. But y'all gonna post some, you know what I'm saying? Like Chichi Cha Cha. Yeah, y'all gonna post some Chichi Cha Cha shit, but you're yeah. not gonna post them. Like, I feel like somebody, there's like this like first like female firefighter out there. I forgot what her name is, but that's tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah, celebrate that. that. You know tight. what I'm saying? That's tight. Yeah, like, there's like a first Samoan astronaut who was like right. in space. That's right. lit. Like, that's the real lit right there. You know what that's I'm saying? Right. Real lit, yeah. Don't mind me running around here twerking in Harlem shaking in the club. Like, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to everybody out there really bending the universe. Like, that's amazing. So, yeah. Polly's in all areas. Just okay. Shout and out shout out to all the poly men out there who are bending me over. <laughs> <laughs> No hands raised. <laughs> okay, crickets. Make sure you add the cricket sound in there. Okay. <laughs> we'll do Queen Wet Honestly, I, you know what? I, I really would love to see the, the DMs one day, but I, I'm going to let them build up because I, I can only imagine what your inbox looks like. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm scared. Literally, I've been we, deleting all of them. We might have really? to do a read through DM on this podcast real quick. <laughs> Yo, uh-uh. we should. That should be a new segment. Uh, where it's like, that should. That's a segment yeah, on where you guys Johnny give... Valens. That no, is. Johnny Valens has that as a segment. It's that called is. Down in the DMs, and he'll oh. read your DMs. <laughs> but it's funny because the DMs he reads, they're like, hey girl or you know it's just like regular conversation regular yeah regular shit i wish but see no. the thing is i don't even think like, i wish i got a dm like my, the dms i get are all business inquiries it's like <laughs> that's okay. what you need honey never text them. is that really my life them, <laughs> I'm like, is that really my life like i think i kind of made a choice a long time ago that i was just gonna be just alone just successful and just Alone, alone and successful look alone and successful is a lot better than alone and not successful <laughs> <laughs> right i had to give myself a little bit okay. yeah give yourself some credit dude the hell right so funny yeah but but can you please tell you tell you know our listeners your your instagram and oh, uh, yes. social media pages once again yeah um okay so instagram is i am monte cristo that's i-a-m-m-o-n-t-e-c-h-r-s-c-o same goes for twitter 
And then I also have iamontecristo.com too that um, I launched not that long yes. ago. But I mean, my bio's on there, my little mm-hmm. mini blog. I threw up some mixes on there. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to update it weekly. Um, I am working on a small capsule collection right now, my first label. So this is like my first actual like clothing that you'll be nice, able to purchase yeah. and some right. merch pieces that you know like, i just uh, yeah it's it's definitely you know it's coming i give myself about a good 30 days so I don't know. <laughs> i'll come back in and we'll do a little mini launch yes. party on your Let's, podcast yeah. do that yeah, yeah no i'm so glad monty that this episode you're able to tell your story you're able to because i was telling Annie, i said everyone knows monty cristo but nobody knows knows monty cristo knows, knows so it's monty good cristo, that you're yeah. able to come on here and share your story so when you, you when we have you next time they can really get the full-on comedic monte cristo that we oh, all gosh. have you know that we all <laughs> people don't know i'm really shy people, though like right. y'all all know i'm really shy like i'm like you are but you are let this be the ice warm up okay yeah, except exactly. when it comes to something nasty that i like to laugh <laughs> <laughs> just because it's funny like it's funny because i'm such a prude and i don't you know, engage in the bullshit that like right. it's funny to act like it's like it's it's funny to act like a hoe, but like the B one's a different story. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, and not yeah, to um, knock the hoes. Episodes, I love the hoes too. Episodes, Y'all inspire um, me as well. <laughs> okay, no, one of our last episodes we were talking about like um uh like sex fetishes, and then we we're talking mm. also talking about how. I am also a prude. I am yeah. she's one of the prude. biggest prudes I've ever shit. met. But she sounds all shit, and but she can't handle like listening to anything. <laughs> the minute I, someone yeah, corners I, you, you're like, okay, <laughs> my mom's calling me. <laughs> um, I said, okay, oh, I, I think I left my oven on. <laughs> no, I'm all grabbing my backpack. I said, I gotta go to school. <laughs> said, it's midnight. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, school. it's witchcraft school. <laughs> okay, he said, it's school with, with the coven. Let me tell you. I I fell asleep while I was watching that stupid Sabrina show, oh and I gosh. wake up and all I hear is chanting, "Pray Satan, pray Satan!" <laughs> oh my gosh, Monty, do not call like, that show stupid because you love that show. I wanted to literally fight the TV because I'm like, <laughs> "What the hell are they chanting?" Inviting these evil spirits in my home, I'm like, "I'm dead." Um, that that is nothing, Monty. I used to walk. I used to like be on my way to the room. <laughs> I used to be on my way to my room and like Monty's. Monty's like literally all I hear from Monty's room is hell, hell, <laughs> hell. <laughs> like, and then it's like Monty. He's like, <laughs> and this is every no, night. Even when I, when, I... when we moved out here to Napa and Monty was still in sack, we would be on the phone. Monty would fall asleep, and all I hear is like, <laughs> like all the like the I night, love eighties uh, horror movies. Prom night, Nightmare on Elm Street, Children uh, of the Corn, Children of the Corn, just good times. Monty, I don't think you times. ever listened to the podcast where we discussed this, but we actually discussed how you would go to sleep to horror movies. Um, oh yes, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Crazy, like I've just always been infatuated with like horror films or like nighttime. Like as you can see, like I don't go to sleep. Like. I feel like when the rest of the world Sheesh. is like asleep, I'm like able to create. Like if I could, if the store was open right now, I'd walk to it. Like, right, literally. Yeah, like with the school yeah, girl outfit on. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he did. All right, with the China Bang wig. 
<laughs> luckily, the stores are all closed. <laughs> okay, and luckily, Don't everyone's worry. eyes are closed. <laughs> <laughs> Not big Monty walking down Britney the street. Britney Spears uniform. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like Japanese anime. Like oh no, that's A-Kobe worse. <laughs> Yeah, like not nah, Britney smaller. Spears. That's smaller. <laughs> That's smaller, Monty. The waistband, about? mind you, the waistband of the skirt is like bigger than the pleats on it. So it's just okay. Like... <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all! I could literally sit here and talk to y'all forever. I hope we didn't bore all your listeners today. Definitely, yeah, we're did not posting not. this episode. No I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I said, when are you guys gonna drop it? You said, uh, the start of uh, February. <laughs> yeah, February. <laughs> so said, okay, I'm gonna put that down in my calendar. Okay, and then I Helen said, is that a new month that they? <laughs> I think it's after October. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I love you too so much. You guys we have a special you place so in my much, heart. Monty. Oh, thank you. Yes, check out Monty on all his uh social media pages and check us out on our social media yeah. pages as well. Chiefie. Yeah, and check out Chiefy's new profile on myvidster.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. You can I don't even know what that is. On okay, and you're gonna have to cut that part off. <laughs> Don't. No, please do because that's no, like don't. that's hella. No, like... this is hella of a podcast. We don't give a fuck. Okay, well in that case, y'all can find me at fans only. Um, <laughs> only you mean only fans? <laughs> uh, no, I got fans only. It's the it's the okay. fake one. Look, it's the fake one. <laughs> it's the fake one. <laughs> Look, talking about this is the one where we post our videos for two dollars. <laughs> Y'all get a discount. Look, I got a discount for everybody. Use my discount code. It's a two dollar hose at (laughs) two dollar hose. Two dollar hose. Not only fans. What do you guys feel about that? Um, Oh wait, it's called fans only, right? No, it's only fans. I mean, it's good for you know sex workers. Okay, they hella subscribe to mine, and I hella open. I said today I am reading. Good cap, bad cop. <laughs> they subscribed to you and you said Corinthians 116. <laughs> okay, and got them really together. <laughs> okay, no, no. And they hella subscribed $100. No, okay. And then I hella said, well, okay. <laughs> no, um, that reminds me of that Tongan party line that people used to get on where that lady would like literally read scriptures in one of the rooms. Yeah, <laughs> they would have like um, a five off. And Chiefy would go on there and moan in her room, and she's like, <laughs> to, like read. "Ahoy, chips ahoy, ahoy." Those are chips ahoy, soft batch cookies. I hate y'all. And that wraps it up for our 17th episode featuring my older brother, Monte Cristo. I love saying that. My older brother. I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of my brother, Monte. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, you guys. That is, once again, I am Monte Cristo. 
If you don't know how to spell, I'm sorry, you should not have a phone. Anyways, don't forget to also follow us on social media. That's Hellavella Podcast on IG, Hellavella Podcast on Facebook, and Hellavella Podcast at gmail.com for all of your suggestions, questions, nudes of your parents, I don't judge, whatever's in your phone. However, if I'm disgusted, I will be calling the cops on you. <laughs> Till next time, we'll chat later. <laughs>